What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Spawncast episode 131. We had some technical difficulties because Discord, uh, well, just decided to be Discord. I don't know. Evan, do you know what happened there? No clue. We'll see no if it clue. happens again and it'll be fun for us. Okay, good. Uh, Jordan's running a little late. Max is actually off doing some stuff tonight, but everyone else is still here with us, so we're, we're good. We're good. We can we can still do a show. <laughs> it, the, well, uh, you know, depends on what Discord does, but I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, let me go around here real quick. We have some introductions to do, and then we have a giveaway, and it's kind of exciting. It's an exciting giveaway, uh, I think. Uh, let me go around here. Sean, what's up, man? How's it going tonight? Or just Yo, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good to have you here. Hey, you're actually wearing your Giants hat. Yes, it's actually new. I just got it. Okay, okay. Saw that. New, saw that quarterback start. Now you got the hat. Got it. I mean, <laughs> hey, he's two. He's two and zero. Oh. Like, hey, you, finally, you, got, you guys were about to go zero and sixteen. You guys were gonna go zero and sixteen with Eli. Good thing no. you guys switched. Yeah, I mean, it, it was bad, dude. And then you know we got two in a row, and it's like, okay, now now I don't feel bad about supporting this team. Yeah, all right. There we go. There we go. Hey, a new guy, man. Looks 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 good there on the field. Good. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, very cool. Then we got OJ. OJ, what's going on tonight, man? How's it going? Going good. Been playing a lot of Dragon Quest, so yeah, having fun. Uh, so I've been streaming Quest. a lot myself today, and now I'm here. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks for yeah, having me. This is good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then, uh, well, on my at least on on the stream here, Nate is the very large yep. picture that has nothing there. So uh, Nate, what's going on tonight? How's it going? Not too bad. It's got to see the Yankees kick some twin ass. Who? Who likes the Yankees? I don't think anyone likes the Yankees. Apparently, Nate likes the Yankees. Me? Nate likes the, like Yankees. the Yankees. Wow. He is Nate the hate. All right. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, he, man, you're just filling out everything about being a heel on this podcast. What's uh, wrong with the Yankees? How's that a heel move to like the Yankees? Because they, they're they, not the they underdogs. They're the to the top. Yeah. <laughs> they, that's... That's ridiculous. They haven't been the evil empire in like a decade. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Although they provided uh, some great comedy on Seinfeld, so it's not it's not all bad. Uh, yeah, and then Evan, on. you have to, you, you oh. respect the judge. You respect <laughs> Aaron Judge. <laughs> and then uh, Evan, what's going on tonight? How's it going? Not much. Not much. Very cool. Very cool. So we have a giveaway. Uh, exciting stuff here. This is being done by Castlemania Games. I don't know if Evan, you have a picture of this thing. Yep, we'll switch uh, over it, it real quick. It is some fancy stuff here. This is from Castlemania Games. You want to check them out? That's CastlemaniaGames.com, doing the Metal Storm Collector's Edition. Uh, this is this is Sean knows what this is. Yep, very Sean knows cool exactly stuff. what this is. Metal Storm Collector's Edition giveaway. Uh, really, really neat. It's actually up for pre-order now on their site. So check them out. CastlemaniaGamesAgain.com. It's in the top left there. Um, and this is uh, something that's being given away here tonight. The way it's going to work is Evan has set up a uh, a bot that apparently goes to the chat and you can sign up through it. Am I right? Yep. Our chat bot has a command set to it. It's just exclamation mark spawn wait, or I think spawn cast. Yeah, spawn cast. Okay. And it'll put you in for the list. Our list is already pretty huge right now. Uh, oh, that figure looks awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and then around, I think, 1030, we'll try to pull a name and we'll see if we can figure out how to get your info so we can get the ship to you. Because it is worldwide, according to John. This will ship yes. anywhere. So. Shipped worldwide. I believe it is up for pre-order now. And then it comes out, it says, uh, in November. So it'll start shipping in November. Uh, but awesome giveaway. Thanks to CastlemaniaGames.com. It'll be going throughout the night. So make sure you have uh, the exclamation point spawn cast and you will be entered right in. 
And then at 10.30, we're going to try to uh, draw, and then we're going to try to figure out how to get in contact with the person. Hopefully, you are still here around 10.30 so we can get in contact with you. Uh, I guess easiest would be through Twitter, you think, Evan? Maybe. I, I don't know why YouTube got rid of its, uh, its DMs, although everyone yeah. on Mixer who's entering as well, I mean, that's literally like we can DM you there if you're one of the polls. So oh, that'll be useful. Okay. Yep, so you can enter here or on Mixer where we're broadcasting on both, uh, and uh, good luck. Good luck to everyone who enters. Very, very cool prize. Once again, thanks to uh, CastmaniaGames. I have a question on that. Uh huh. I can, can I can I win the prize? Can you win the prize? Uh <laughs> you can try against 263 current people asking for it. Ah, uh, see, there you go. And, I'm going to win it, and then I'm going to give it away on my channel. Oh, see, there you go. Double giveaway. The regift. The regift. Then I'm going to regift it on my channel. Let's go. Double giveaway. Double giveaway. Yes. Well, well, I got that shit happening with my cousin's stupid kids. So here's a little rant for everyone oh, before okay. we get into what you're playing. I'm, I'm going to so, zoom in for this for you guys. There you go. So, obviously, I cover arcade one-up machines on my channel. I have purchased all of my arcade one-up machines out of pocket. None of them were given to me or anything like that. Fine. I don't care. You know, I like them. It's cool with me. So, I bought the stupid Marvel superheroes one and the turtles one, of course, both of which have not shown up at my house, even though they are showing up in random Walmarts. Fine, whatever. I'm a patient person. Not really, but I can wait for it. And then I checked my email and I got an email from the Canadian, not the U S the Canadian branch of arcade one up saying, Hey, do you want to check out the Marvel superheroes cabinet? We'll send it to you. It'll be there in like a week. And I'm like, Okay, okay, okay. This is cool. This is cool. This is fine. I'll get that cabinet and then I can just cancel the pre order for my other cabinet, but I can't cancel the pre order for the other cabinet. So I was going to end up with two of them. And so I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to set up two of them, obviously. So now I was like, well, my stupid cousin, she could have her little spoiled kids have it. And I was like, you know, if you want to give me some money for it, she was like, well, can't you just give it to me since you're getting one for free? <laughs> and I'm just like, whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm not giving it to you it'll come from me so then you'll look like a shitty parent because they are getting the cool thing from me so there we go and no i'm not giving away that thing you know how much it would be to ship it the shipping on that is actually it's like a hundred dollars to ship it it's like trade on that thing yeah it would be expensive to do that but on a positive note i will have this the marvel one but probably before my one comes that i pre-order from arcade one up so be on the lookout all right oh okay that's cool so we'll, we'll see a, we'll see a video on that i assume very cool oh yeah exciting to see that i still want i'm still got that turtles one the turtles one could be cool well that one i've got i've got pre-ordered and paid off too but mm. hasn't shown up yet that would be cool to see okay okay well okay good stuff there so we have that set up with our giveaway looks like everyone's uh entering in so very cool there um so what's uh what's everyone been up to this week what's everyone been playing we'll go through i'll go through super chats and uh any any stream live stuff uh probably probably uh after we get done talking about video games in like half an hour or so so what's everyone what's everyone been up to what's everyone been doing what's everyone been playing oj you said Dragon Quest 11s. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest 11s on this little nifty device here, and I'll be honest, man. Like, uh, I've already made a video on it, but I'm definitely gonna make a few more. This is the most—I'd probably say—one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive, third-party game 
um, on the Switch. Uh, the scope and scale, like even when you play it in portable mode, is it looks great. It has a softer look to it, but it doesn't have the type, same type of jank that you see with a lot of other like PlayStation 4 games, right, that come over to the Switch. It has a very smooth look on it, whether you're playing in portable. There's no frame rate drops from what um, I can tell. It just looks great. It plays great. And the, uh, I got into some of the bonus content with like the going back into the world, like the 2D, the, the classic 2D mode is really cool. If you're a Dragon Quest fan, or even if you're not, like just even like looking up what happened in those situations is fantastic. I love how they kind of blend it in. Um, it's not just playing the game in the 2D mode, but they actually have within the 3D mode, you can play stories that are in the 2D mode, which are exclusive. Mm. Fantastic. It's uh, absolutely amazing. Like it kind of just like cuts you off like about 13, 14 hours into the game or probably a little bit shorter than that, but I've been power loving. But anyway, um, um, I love like the speed up mode. I think that's one of the things that I think a lot of uh, Western fans would love because you can speed it up to where it's faster so the battles aren't so slow, so you can level up faster. Um, it's just a fantastic uh, version of the game. People keep on calling it a port, but it's it's really not. Like you can tell as soon as you start like really start playing, it's really not. They really made it for the Switch. Like they, they didn't recreate everything because obviously it's Unreal Engine 4, but it's just, They've done it in a way that, like I said, I put other third party games from like that. Are, you can clearly tell they're like PS4 ports, but this one truly feels like they spent their time. There's a whole one handed mode in there. So you can play the whole most of the game just playing with one hand, which is really cool. doesn't make you contort your fingers in weird ways like, you know, uh, oh, that's you know, an interesting idea. Right? So you don't have to. Yeah. OK, that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, you can you can scroll through text all using the analog stick if you want. You can use the button to do that. Pretty much you can just like, you know, you can be like taking a drink and still be playing the game or something like you can fight everything. The, everything's there. Uh, Bravely Default has that, which I really liked about Bravely Default on the 3DS. So this game has that. A lot of RPGs on the Switch don't have that. Like you have to be using your other hand to press the buttons, uh, which is really cool. It's a convenience, right? So they did all the little things in this game. Uh, so yeah, man, Dragon Quest XI as Definitive Edition, great. Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. That's a long name. Um, <laughs> it's a fantastic game. Been playing the hell out of it. Gonna keep on playing. It. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna play through everything with this game. It's it's phenomenal. What about uh? What about Sean? We did some Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, oh, I, did, I, actually, I did that too. Sorry, I actually played. <laughs> I played Ghostbusters too. I finally got around to playing some Dragon Quest. Um, oh, okay. Let's hear Sean's thoughts on Dragon Quest. How far? How much did you play of it? Not a whole lot. I just got to the um the big uh, town thing in the desert area where okay. there's like a horse festival going on or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it. It's it's a really good game. It's it's a game that it doesn't feel like it feels very open and big, but it's pretty streamlined in what you're supposed to do. So you're not really kind of just like aimlessly wandering around. So I feel like, you know, you can take your time with it or you can just, you know, go to the main missions and figure that stuff out. So I like that about it. Um, the performance, you know, seems pretty good. There's some really really good looking visuals in docked mode, you know, just some of the environments and stuff like that. So yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying it. That, that battle music though, man, it sounds like something out of the 1960s, Adam West, Batman stuff. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Who it's, thought this was a great idea, but it's a very, it's a very classic RPG. If you really play yeah. it, it's an old school RPG. So I, I, I like that. I like that about it. Sean, you yeah. gotta, you gotta change the music to the dragon quest eight overworld theme too you gotta did you do that yet no see but now i like the song and like i'll do the little <laughs> batman dance with it and stuff like i've gotten used to it but yeah ghostbusters um played that as well um really enjoyed it i'm also a fan of the source material i went to my GameStop today to pick up my physical edition because i forgot to get it yesterday and the guy was like why are you getting this? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you already reviewed this. I already watched your video on it. Are you sure you want it? I'm like, yes, I need the physical edition. Damn it. <laughs> what happens if the, 
it's digital goes away. What do you think of Eli? Did you like Ghostbusters? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's you played the Wii version. I remember yes. what you told me. You didn't play it on 360. This was like kind of like your f- first run through for this game. For the most part, yeah. Like I played it for probably an hour or two on the 360 um, mm. when it first came out, but I didn't finish it on the 360. I finished it on the Wii. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm still waiting for uh, the multiplayer to come through on this one. Uh, I'm hoping they, because they're reworking it. I don't think it's going to be the same multiplayer. I think it has to be different. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, see what they come up with. Um, but it was, it's, it's still Ghostbusters. It's fun. I don't know. I, I liked it. It's a shorter game, but it's it's a good experience. Yeah, it's only about seven hours. I think I was like seven hours on the dot to beat it. Yeah, and that was with most of the artifacts and stuff. But it's only thirty bucks, so I mean, mm, mm, mm. I mean, it's good. It's like 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 we were talking about. It's like the movie, basically another movie. So, right. um, which is you know, it's fun if you like the cast and the characters and everything because they all have their own likenesses in there. So it's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Uh, I know Evan. Evan, you've been playing destiny 2 yeah i've been checking it out because it made its move over to steam and they just dropped their shadow keep dlc because i wanted to see what's yes. changed about it it's i mean it's still old school destiny like it still has really it? tight okay. gunplay really really well balanced fights interesting things going on but it still has crap social structures like it's <laughs> it's basically on par with nintendo what's, for bad what's new? network what, what's what's new what's new exactly in this in this expansion uh it's a new zone a couple new modes new raid uh they just add on top of what they already had and you get everything they added from the last couple seasons that i didn't play too like uh the gambit mode which is a lot of people mm. like it's kind of fun um yeah it's just basic stuff more weapons uh a little bit higher power levels for gear but at the same time it's still back to the whole like do you want to make a team do you want to meet people you got to use discord you got to use these websites you got to use the subreddit there's really nothing inside the game there's no drive for people to talk to each other in the hub worlds it's just like you have to kind of find friends outside of the game to then play the game it's really weird yeah well well i'll be, I'll be playing it on stadia okay so i think you'll still you have know, to use the phone to you know meet new people and make make groups and shit it's gonna be weird uh, i keep forgetting that's supposed to show up in like a month in my house right that's coming out in november yeah we're get, i'm yeah i'm getting it too so that, that oh, that's gosh. gonna be great this is gonna be uh, that's gonna i would be have liked to see you stream the game evan to be honest i might i might oh I, yeah you're playing crucible on that or are you playing like the pve stuff i'm doing all of it i've been playing oh, yeah, gambit okay. i did a lot of crucible today People really seem to be getting a kick, kick out of it. Whenever, whenever Destiny does like a new expansion, Destiny Two, man, people go crazy online. Well, for yeah, that. It's, it's uh, it's raid running specifically today. They dropped the new raid, and I think everyone on Twitch was doing a race to see who could beat it first because their raids are difficult. Lots of mechanics mm. to them that you have to learn, so they're always crazy. I think by the end of the day, we should have at least. I think probably by now, someone's beaten it. It said on Twitter that they think they saw some that somebody beat it they're just checking yep. and the first team that so. beats it gets a belt second team that beats it what? gets a title third team that <laughs> if you're a team that beats it before i think the 15th of this month you have access to buying a coat from them or something from their shop and then you're yep. the only ones yep. that like can a get a championship it. belt like yeah. raise it up like wwe i, I guess, guess like, yeah dude I, I i think i need to play destiny yeah, but yeah. you won't be able to get it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny so giving away a belt i can try man that's interesting uh weird uh what about what about uh what else do you, do you play anything else or was it mostly destiny week uh i think that's it i mean i got inktober i finished up a big piece of work in the past like four days that i've been working on so a lot of focus on getting ready for the convention two weekends from now so 
Oh yeah, what what's uh what conventions do we? Baltimore Comic Con. Oh, how is that? How's that usually go over? Is it good? Uh, of the times I've went as a person, just checking it out, it's always been huge. So cool. I'll have to see how it is sitting at a desk trying to sell stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. What about uh? Oh, Nate. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Let us know what you've been playing. What's the weird game? No, no weird game. This really? Oh, just wow. Disappointed. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I know. I was quality. Waiting. I was bracing for it. Just <laughs> uh, quality releases this week, like Ghostbusters. Okay, Ghostbusters. You you compared that to the PS3, and I I forgot how bad those old gen games looked. Yeah, the PS3 version is really rough. Tons of like screen tearing. The resolution of the PS3 version was like 540p, and after it then it got patched to like 576p. I have a comparison to the 360 version coming up. Probably be up tomorrow afternoon. It's the 360 version is more. It's closer to the remastered version, but the 360 still suffered from a lot of screen tearing. So yeah. the remastered is still, it's definitely a nice little upgrade. Now, whether or not it's worth the $30 price, people can watch you, OJ, or Sean's review and find out for themselves. There you go. There you go. See? Yeah, the, I remember the 360 version. I mean, back then, the 360, whenever we had third-party games come out, like the 360 always pretty much had the better version compared to the PS3 for the most part, uh, just because of the way the PS3 was made. Yeah. It was pretty so. much all. It was like always like that. And you yeah. guys remember when what's it called? I think it was was it Carmack? Basically, just like or no, Newell, one of those two. Just like tr- I think it was Carmack, one of them or both of them. They like trashed the PS3. He just said it's tr- it's a horrible system. It's not good. I think it was Gabe Newell. I think it was Gabe. Yeah, it was Newell because then E3 yeah. when he had Portal Two come to the PS3 and they had Steam on it. He was like, PS3 is awesome. They're like, yeah, <laughs> months ago he's crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, amazing what money did there like ps3 is a great system guys. that's funny but before he was tra- he trashed the hell but that's how it was too like oblivion lost in like i remember playing oblivion and it was like it barely worked and then skyrim also barely worked on the ps3 too so mm. it was interesting back then with the, some of those ps3 ports oh man i remember skyrim on the ps3 was tough it was Oof. terrible man gosh i remember you you would run out of space or something through your saves i, I remember that uh, like it was a whole thing with if you saved too many times it started to like it, run out it just it just crashed on me more. i mean skyrim crashed him on the 362 but it like it crashed so much to the point where i just stopped playing like it, i'm like mm. i'm done like i'm i'm, I'm good here I, I don't want to play anymore <laughs> on the ps3 that's how much it crashed <laughs> so i i had played a couple games sean i keep telling you you got to check out MLB The Show 19 now that it's, it's on PlayStation Plus. But do you have a PlayStation? Do you have your PlayStation Plus membership thing going still or no? Probably. I'm sure I do. Yeah, I, I checked that out because I used to play Road to the Show way back in the day. And I know you were talking about baseball games. If you if you start it up, you create your character and it's like a it's like an RPG baseball game. It's, uh, it's kind of uh, how many microtransactions are there? Uh, I don't think there's any in the I don't think there's any in what I'm playing. Oh, really? I haven't really explored too much outside of that. Like, you can play, like, just a regular game. But, like, I was playing the uh, the Road to the Show as, like, a pitcher. And you go through it. You have, like, your clubhouse and everything you have set up. But you play as one character. And you build their skills up as you play. And basically, as you complete things, you get more skill points and stuff. And you go through. Um, but that, that was something I was playing quite a bit, actually, just for fun at night. Uh, but I did also play Ghostbusters. And I played – I'm actually playing now. Because uh, I, I installed it last night, uh, ukulele and the impossible lair. Yeah, I've been playing that. Yeah, so I've been I've been uh, I've been checking that out some, and I actually I like it. It's it's I think it's better than just ukulele in general. It starts really slow, 
like that first stage, I was kind of like, okay, like yes. let's let's get the game going a little bit because you play that first stage and then the B character's talking to you. Yeah. And it was like it was so much like hit the B button to jump. Like, yeah, I know I had to jump for half the stage. I don't need you to introduce you to it now, but like this once you get to the second stage and then you get the variations of the stage, like you can freeze, you can have the mm-hmm. overgrowth and stuff. That's where the game really starts to shine. Yeah, I like the I like how they mix it with kind of this. It's almost what is it, like a Metroidvania Zelda overworld mixed with like because you get the bomb plants. So you can blow up so like the walls to get those extra areas to find the new collectibles of the, what are the tonics. Yeah, the tonics. And there's a bunch of those and they give you little abilities uh, that you can change them out. You basically equip them or unequip them. And yeah, like, yeah, one of them I got was a broken Joy-Con tonic. Yeah. So, makes, <laughs> so up is down, down is up, right is left. And you get what you get more. Um, Was it? bees or honey or coins or something if you beat the stage yeah Yeah, you get a higher reward if you use a more difficult tonic and stuff yes and they may and they make fun of a lot of stuff like one of the first things you run into is is literally called a paywall and you have to give them one of your coins that you found in a level so they make fun of like regular stuff going on and like gaming and everything right now too um but i do i like this ukulele game it is fun it is they are definitely uh better at 2d stuff i would say than their 3d collectathon stuff yeah, I mean, Impossible Lair kind of, it. I mean, it was made by the Donkey Kong Country people. Yes. So it yeah. feels like they took inspiration from Tropical Freeze and they just made a new Donkey Kong Country with the ukulele characters. And you can definitely feel their background from the Donkey Kong Country franchise being infused into this release. Yeah, but, but that's what I mean, though. I think they're I think they're better at 2D than like trying to make a like 3D collectathon. Like, I think they're better at this than they were that. So, yeah, uh, I, so far, anyway, at least this outing, I think, is better than ukulele. I think for the most part, people are much more sold on this than they were with um, ukulele. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, just, it has better level design, just more focused. It's, yes. Ukulele was so scattered of, and it didn't like the ukulele original release was like, oh, you played the stage. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, oh, well, I need this to get this roller coaster part of the stage so I can get these other things. But there was nothing there to explain it to you. It's just like you kind of just had to learn like, oh, well, I didn't get everything in the stage. I guess I'll come back to it. And all of a sudden it opened up and it was weird at how they kind of constructed the levels. Yeah, I think they really took a lot of feedback from that game and kind of put it into this one. Um, There's a physical copy of it as well. So it's not just digital. Uh, and it looks like they're selling at Target, Walmart, GameStop. It's thirty nine ninety nine, uh, and you know what? I think I think it's a I think it's a good time. I think it's fun. I, I yeah. would have played it, but um, they gave me a PC version of the game, and I was like, "Yo, can you guys give me a Switch version?" So I'm gonna get. So I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna play that too, and just give away the PC version. Of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's um, it's a good time though. I'd, I'd check it out uh, definitely. So, uh, but other than that, yeah, I think those are the main things I, I was really playing. Um, and then I also managed to get that purple and orange Joy-Con combination. Orange, I don't like as much, but the purple is is pretty good. Um, I think that was mostly it for this for this week for games. Uh, let me go over. Evan, we got a we got a uh, anything through Discord questions? We got a lot. I'm gonna try to filter a couple of them out completely. Okay. But I guess we can open with what year do you think it'll be when we consider 3ds retro gaming? what year uh ooh, um well the thing of it is is that there's no clear definition of retro gaming it's all just whatever someone thinks of it so i mean people can consider it you know anyone can consider it retro it's the dead system to me mm-hmm. that's sort of retro but i mean obviously 
it's not as retro as the Game Boy or something like that. And it, it, it's, it's it's such a weird thing to me. People are like, oh, the Wii isn't a retro, so the Wii U isn't a retro system. It's like, mother, they don't make games for it. It's retro. It's <laughs> it's not relevant in the marketplace I mean, anymore. The, the Wii is like 13 years old almost, right? It's me 13 years old next month. Yeah, but there's there's the gatekeepers who are like, it needs to be 20 years. Yeah, 10 but, years. Like, but the Wii still gets new games sometimes. That's true. Oh, yeah. It's just dance, so it's not dead that's a good yeah. point that's a, but i mean the super nintendo got a new game in the last year or two that's a little I bit mean, different yeah though, isn't it? i mean the ps2 was getting fifa up to like well those yeah. aren't those aren't like official releases that go through yeah. nintendo though well i guess that's true that's a good point yeah you could say that because i mean because anybody can make a game for a system right like an older system say oh not mm-hmm. dead <laughs> that's true that's true yeah i don't know i don't know when that cutoff is for for retro i guess technically what is, is, guess... is it supposed to be 20 years sean there's there's literally people who who consider everything um or or who say the dreamcast was the last retro system and anything beyond the dreamcast is not a retro system i'm like that's 20 years i'm like but on what merit because you know like i don't know it's it's a weird it's a very weird thing there's a lot of there's I mean, a lot I would, of weird shit say, that goes on in retro games i would say the 3ds can't be considered retro now because i can still buy a brand new manufactured 3ds from nintendo so if it's still in production it can't be retro you can go i mean you can go to the store and you can buy what the 2ds and the 2ds excel and everything yeah, so like right now i wouldn't consider those retro they have to leave the store basically is what you're yeah, saying like basically they can't i nintendo can't still be manufacturing them and say it's a retro they have to, system. They have to consider it legacy basically before we can start yeah, because okay. you can still buy games and everything so we're like brand new so yeah I, mm-hmm. i'd have to agree with that it's got to be like out of the stores and not manufactured anymore like i'm waiting for the ps vita for that to be like that considered retro because that's pretty much done right so when, when would that be considered retro that's that's a good point the vita is going to be retro probably soon if it's not already it's close because mm, you can't even find games anymore it's tough yeah um mm, that's a good that, that's tough i don't know we'll have to come up with something for retro uh it might be just case by case yeah. um we have another one evan we can fit one more in before i go over here to some of the super chats and stuff oh uh, we got uh happy one year anniversary for mario party no dlc till now <laughs> so i'm guessing nothing is going to be happening with it i I knew, so, man. I was, I was really thinking nothing would happen because I think they're gonna make a whole other game. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. I think that's a game that really could have had some good DLC afterwards. But I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they'll just make another. There, literally, might just be another one. They might just, they might just make a whole other Mario Party. I don't, I don't know if anyone thinks they're actually gonna come out with anything now after a year. I guess they could, but. Uh. Any, anyway, anyone have any thoughts on Mario Party? Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a lot of people forgot about that game. Yeah, you know what? Nintendo honest, probably hoped that as well. I, I, I completely forgot about it, but I'm also surprised every time you look at the, like, you know, Nintendo's reports and it's like, oh, it's like at 7 million. So it's like, yeah, it sold a lot. You feel like you yeah, get some, even like, if it's paid DLC, you figure they look at it and go, oh, we can make another uh, couple million and, dollars. And on the flip side, you see what's been happening with uh, Mario Tennis, and it feels like. A lot of the money that they make through their online purchases is what's fueling the expansion to that. Like they've added so many characters, so many modes, so many systems. And for a minute there, you're thinking, well, maybe that money is just going to go to their first party games that they have that should have online like that. And I guess they just refuse to care about Mario Party. Let me uh, let me go. I, maybe they see it as just like a local game. Oh. I don't know. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Thinking. Maybe they just see it that way. We don't got to put more because we just see it as a game that families play local or something. I'll be honest, like, even if they added more, I, I ain't going to get all in-depth. That's why I'm thinking... I mean, sorry, Mario Party. That's just That's me. why I, I think they're just going to do a whole other one. Like, seriously, yeah. it'll be like a two or three year cycle and they'll just put another one. <laughs> yeah. No, they'll just literally release Super Mario Party online and it'll be its own separate thing. You know what? If that was if that was free through the online service, I think people would be all right with that. I would be. Yeah. Uh, let me go over here to Streamlabs because uh, Ibrahim Gunnar actually has a question for you, Sean. Um, let me let me go through here because he donated a big seventy five, saying finally catching the stream live after missing the last two weeks due to work. Also curious to know what Sean thinks about the first night of the Wednesday War. I think NXT was easily the better show, but AEW. <laughs> to uh oh looked looked very promising i will give you i i think see the the problem is with that is that (laughs) you have as as far as the better show is concerned going into going into um nxt's wednesday debut you knew a lot of the roster already you you were able to see them on television you were able to see them on the wwe network it's it's an established brand you knew what to expect in terms of visual style and all that with aew unless you follow the pay-per-views that have been leading up to this you know outside of chris jericho cody rhodes and his brother you're probably like who the hell are these guys so it's kind of it's kind of different strokes for different folks i think i think nxt put on a really solid show aside from um uh baszler holding on to the belt that that's just ridiculous how long she's had the belt she needs to drop it um but i i prefer the aew show because it feels fresh. It feels, I mean, look at, look at how SmackDown was even, even taking away the, the horrible ending of SmackDown SmackDown literally felt like the most overproduced. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. I keep saying the thing. It, it felt like I was watching a show about a wrestling show instead of watching an actual wrestling show you know wrestling shows they they don't need to be super high polished like like a a modern film people like the the rawness of it think of think of the best era in terms of in terms of revenue for wrestling it was when you didn't have a million camera cuts and you didn't have a million different you know, sponsors plugging everything. And it, it just, it felt so overproduced. And uh, the whole show, I kept saying, you could change the production, you could change the, the, you know, you could change the set, but until you change the booking, nothing's going to change. And people kept saying, oh, you know, just, uh, just give the show a chance, give the show a chance. It's like, look, okay, there's, there's literally two things in life that I, I consider myself to be somewhat knowledgeable in. That's pro wrestling and video games. And that's just because I've been following the shit <laughs> since I was three years old. Like everything else in life, I don't know shit about. But those two things, it's like, dude, I, I've been fine. I know how these things work. And then by the end of the night, people were like, yeah, you know, it did have better production values. But, you know, it just and, and the whole thing of it is it's, it's, it's bizarre to me how how, you know, your modern WWE feels like, oh, well, we can't we can't do this. You know, we have to be overproduced. We have to be like this because we won't get sponsors. You know, we won't get people sponsored. First off, you don't need sponsors. I don't know if you've looked at like how much these, the, the, the Fox deal was worth, but they, they don't need sponsors, especially with the Saudi Arabia shows and how much money they get for. They don't, they don't need sponsors. But let's say they want sponsors. OK, that's that's fine and dandy. All because first off, AEW is a TV 14 product. 
it's, it's rated TV 14, which means they have a little more freedom to do whatever they want. Do they still have sponsors? Yes, they do. Now, of course, the Fox thing comes into play that it's on basic cable television so that really anyone has access to it, you know, whatever. That That's fine, but that doesn't mean – I mean, Fox has pushed the boundaries of stuff before, you know, back in the day with stuff like Mad TV and shit. Like, that wasn't clean censored. And the, the crazy thing is you could be a more adult-focused product – and still get sponsors like I, I don't know it's very bizarre to me all right i'm done see here's the thing now sean <laughs> i've decided i'm gonna make my own wrestling channel starring sean and that's gonna and be I'm his gonna intro ask him how the show was like the date like after during the spawn cast and then i'm just gonna record it and cut it and <laughs> uh you need you need to get on you need to get on that sean sounds like you like to talk channel. about wrestling sean i like this comment <laughs> wrestling is the equivalent content at this point saturated and fake you got me jay you got me buddy you need to <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta work on, on your mic delivery there sean yeah and feel it yeah you need you need to get on that 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 uh that wrestling channel sean i know i do yeah that was, that was a very mjf delivery you got the persona but you don't have you don't have the insults nate said he would he would he'd probably join you man he's got you he, he could be the bad guy <laughs> I'll, I'll be the stone cold to your uh, uh, to your rock. There you, there you go. There you go. Uh, and then uh, Big Jeff says, uh, "I've always thought anything two gens back from current is the start of retro. So the 360, for example, will be retro when Scarlet is released. So we got to go back multiple generations to call it retro. Basically, well, I think you could. I think that's. I think. Uh, I think I could work. I think I could work." Um, let me go to uh, some of the super chats here. Kurt says, just got out of surgery today. Glad I finally can hear Spawncast live again. Keep up the amazing work. Kurt, hopefully you have a speedy recovery after surgery. Um, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Uh, Joe says, so does anyone know what that developer meant by Sony's globalization? Do you think that had anything to do with the censorship policies? Probably referring to the, the uh, interesting Sony restructuring or any issues going on um we'll, we'll we'll touch on that joe when we get to the the topic for it for the globalization i think nate you might even have a few thoughts on this too so i was talking a bit about the sony stuff yeah uh, yeah. uh fish fan says uh oh rg85 what is the deli meat of the week uh roast beef <laughs> Roast I, beef? Uh, oh. yeah i got i got some roast beef been using a lot of uh, uh black pepper on it a little bit of steak sauce i've been wanting because i've been craving some arby's and like for some reason there's not really an arby's close to me and so it's like you can buy the roast beef but the arby's sauce you got to get like Worcester sauce and like all these seasonings and bullshit like that i ain't got time for that so i just throw a little steak sauce on there it tastes <laughs> tastes close enough uh okay you can answer this in one sentence sean because you you went longer than i thought you would last time from kurt saying rgt85 thoughts on AEW dynamite uh great show um has a very promising future um and i think i think they understand what they're doing uh nick says rgt is the supreme being you deserve more than just deli meat if you have a p.o box please let me know i would personally love to send you a honey baked ham Oh wow, that'd be awesome! <laughs> Just sitting in your freaking PO box. Dude, you remember those honey baked ham stores? We have a couple oh, here. What? No, you don't remember those from like the '90s, dude? There were like literally honey baked ham stores, and you would go yeah. there and you would just like buy yeah, a ham. We got a couple yeah, of them here. We actually, I still, what? I still got one. There's one um in about central part of town. There's a, a honey baked ham store. 
Oh, interesting. I live I in New England. We're not big ham people. Uh, uh, wait, you live in New England and you're a Yankees fan? Yes, I, I've gotten that shit my whole life. <laughs> I, I go to Mystic, Connecticut. That's where like the line is. If you're west uh, of Mystic, you can be okay. a Yankee fan. If you're east of Mystic, you have to be a Red Sox fan. And I said, the hell with your lines. <laughs> uh, Juice, Juice Man Vaughn says, who's getting that Wasabi Color Stadia controller? I guess that'd be uh, OJ and I, I guess. Yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. Did you get that? You get that Stadia controller, Sean? No, no. <laughs> uh, there's, I, I, you know, you see, you see the fans of of Stadia, man. People, people are looking at it. You know, <laughs> couple hundred of them out there. Is a couple hundred. There's also uh, fans of the VCS, though, which I mean, just proves uh, that there's fans yeah. of anything. Interesting. Um, Wishbone says RGT Mountain Monsters is a great show. Travel Channel. I'm not familiar okay. with that. Mountain Monsters. There you go uh tear both eyes out says put this toward an rtt jim sterling john wrestling gaming video crossover hmm oh and bonus shirtless wait, wait. john and ultimate warrior makeup what's that what about what about jim sterling Put towards an rgt jim sterling john wrestling gaming video crossover for like a, a wrestling game i guess for video uh, yeah we can do wait there's there's a bunch of games we could pick from too Oh yeah, and I easily. Oh, okay. Look into that. If anything, Sean and I could probably do one on Sean's yeah. wrestling channel <laughs> when I could start it up. Uh, so you know, maybe next year. <laughs> the white, the white Matt Studio says, uh, "Always look forward to your Saturday streams." Thanks, guys. Uh, Juice Man Von again says, "Retro in terms of gaming should be 15 years minimum." Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. 15 years. But is, that, is that 15 years from the launch or the end of the system? Oh, that's See, the question. end is tough. Like, what do you constitute as the end when the next gen system launches? Yeah, see, I feel like you just go from the start, right? Once the system is officially 15 years old, then then you could say that. I think because it's it's too weird to say when it actually ends, like you said, Nate, because they all blur together most times. I'm going to say from the start, you got to come up with a year amount from the start of the system when it comes out. So like the 360, technically next year would be 15 years old, right? This is 2005 yeah, that launched. Gen lasted like nine years. Yeah. So that'd be, I mean, that'd be 15 years though. There you go. Uh, Eric Popovich says, Hong Kong, keep up the great work, guys. Right, reference, of course, to uh, the Untitled Goose game that topped the eShop charts. That's crazy. Uh, isn't that crazy? That's awesome, though. That's good. Because the Goose game is it's hype. Yeah, it apparently caught Link 182 is hyping it up in concerts. <laughs> apparently they caught the, develop, the developers. Buy Untitled Goose Game. Developers are just completely confused, apparently. Caught off guard massively. But it's cool to see. It's cool to see. Oh, and then Mr. Uh, Mr. Job says, where's the Nate cam? The Nate the Hate mask will come out during certain times when I really have to rant and hate on something. <laughs> So when that character is on screen, that means some truth is about to be dropped. Wait, when is that? Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. When, when's that? When's that channel starting up? Nate the Hate. Never. Was that Nate the Hate? Never. Oh, see, we, I, a lot of people I think would watch that, especially if you wear the mask, even if it was like a weekly series, or even just do it as a complimentary thing on your channel. Yeah, I've thought about that. Just having a completely separate Nate the Hate thing where I can just look at a game and I'm just there in the mask and I either praise the game or hate the game. Doing the yeah. mask and a hoodie in front of like a fireplace or something, just having like a casual conversation. It'd be great. That I mask might get you on the list though. Yeah, all of a sudden I'll get like swatted by a viewer. 
Uh, I mean, I would. That's why I would do it on like a separate channel and build that one up. Yeah, I would just yeah, do that. maybe. I mean, it's a good gimmick. I think it'd be fun. Once yeah, a week, it has potential. Once a week, just pick out something uh, everyone likes in the game world and just you know yeah. knock it down a peg, knock it down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> Your first 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 cor- uh, course action is of course uh, until Goose I, Game, so you know. <laughs> I, I used to I watch. Hate on that. <laughs> I used to watch. What's it called? Used to do that. Um, Evil Craig screw attack. They used to, and it worked before that thing got blown up, but that was mm. cool. That was fun to watch. Uh, so we had a Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'll go into some of our topics now. Pokemon Sword and Shield had a live stream that was 24 hours long for some reason. Uh, and there are some people who covered the entirety of it, timestamped some things. I, I don't know why they did that, but they did. And I guess, I mean, it got people talking, I guess. But basically, it came out the other side with a new Pokemon that appears to be a uh, a different Ponyta, it looks like. And then I think they also kind of teased a Rapidash of some kind at the end. Uh, so what do you guys think about a 24 hour live stream to show a new Pokemon? Galarian Ponyta seems like what it, what it is. Um, I don't know. Like I remember some of my users were like, Oh, you're going to cover. I was like, no, like when I found out that I was 24 hours, I was like, I already know what they're going to do. They're going to do something stupid. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> something <laughs> something seems stupid like a, and not worth my time. That seems like a lot for nothing. <laughs> it was like, I remember I tuned in for a little bit and it was just like, the green forest and nothing was happening. Like literally like, most of the time, nothing was happening. I was like, this is, this is silly. I don't know what they're doing this for. And then, yeah, I got people talking, I guess a bit, but it just, well, that's, where, like it was, I don't that's where it was brilliant. It was a 24 hour stream for something that people were like, Oh, they should have just done it in a 15 minute direct, but it let people make memes. It became this big talking point on the internet. So people kept checking it out and it made sword and shield that focal conversation for the last 24 hours where people are like, I don't even understand what I'm watching. And it was just for one Pokemon. See, I just I, I, I thought they were just trolling people at first. But after I saw videos start to pop up, like Austin John, who was like, here's the entire 24 hour live stream in four minutes. I was like, well, OK, I guess not a lot happened then. Uh, but that's all I can assume is just good. I guess it was just a good like publicity stunt to do that. Um, I hope we don't. I mean, we saw that with Overwatch, right, where Jeff Kaplan sat in front of a fireplace for like was it nine or ten hours or something so it's happened before it's just man that was that was something else just for one pokemon uh but we also got a bunch of other information because game informer had uh quite a bit to cover actually and then they i think they messed something up or there was something with mistranslation or who knows something happened there but they uh they went over a few things auto save there will be auto save in the game which seems to be a bigger deal than uh, i thought it would be can be turned off though uh confirm hms will not be in the game that will not return uh, and they also revealed that exp share is automatic so here's the oh here's the thing maybe somebody can explain this to me about exp share i thought that would be a good thing if exp share was just always a thing but i saw some people not as happy with it as i thought there would be uh, i can tell you why okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a couple issues with that um is because with exp share it makes the game the biggest thing that i saw makes the game easier ah okay and people have always complained that pokemon's too easy also in terms of how evs work effort values 
Um, how is that going to get distributed among the team? You might not want to have that. You might want to raise your Pokemon in a certain way, fight against certain Pokemon. But those were the two things that I was noticing. But the biggest thing was like it's going to make the game easier because like people always say it needs to be harder. People were I mean, talking about all that. So that's, I, that's that's two of the things, the biggest things that I've seen so far. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because we've had XP share in the past Pokemon, but you could disable it. Yeah, it was it was like an item you would have get half the time. Yeah, and a lot of people disabled it because they didn't want their party to be over leveled and make that game easier, like OJ said. So that's that is the key thing. It says, oh, it's, you're going to make this game so easy, and then you're going to lose that challenge, and it's just going to be walked through. But people need to realize that Pokemon's never going to be a challenge. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't a challenge without wrong, it. Right? It was just time. That's it. You're just spending more time. Yeah. That's all it was. <laughs> Nothing yeah. and else. We also played Pokemon when we were little kids, mm -hmm. so you know our perceptions also skewed. That that's what I said, Evan. I was like, all it is is time. You can take that away. You make the game harder. So if the if the gym leader's at level twenty. If somebody goes there earlier, all they got to do is just go back, level up, then come back to like level 30. Then some people are saying, oh, well, they need to make it to where it scales. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's make it to where, and then it just starts getting more and more. I'm like, look, Pokemon's never going to be a game where you're going to be like Dark Souls or something. You're going to be like struggling on it. It's just not. If you want, like, where the challenge is going to come from is playing the post-game stuff and playing against other people online. You know, that's, or ranking up. Like, that's where it's going to come. It's never going to come from playing the game. I get it. People want a harder game. And trust me, like, I, I want it to be a little bit harder. But really, at the end of the day, all it comes down to, if, if you can't beat a boss, you go level up a few more times, then you come back. You know, like <laughs> that's pretty much all it comes down to. Well, they, you know? they try to make Pokemon for like all ages, basically for like everyone. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, I think it's always going to be a, a fairly easy playthrough for the the initial playthrough. But I mean, maybe end game content can be harder, things like that. Uh, but it's I, I just I mean, the idea of Pokemon was always just collecting all the different Pokemon. That was pretty much the biggest thing. Um, hey, hey, Sean. What you, you played? Uh, you're you're the you're the resident Pokemon master on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I, the last one you played was Let's Go. Did you play anything before that, or was it just Let's Go and like forever ago after that? Uh, yeah, like before that, it was like black. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that was that last time Evan played too. Yeah, that was the last one we picked up. I think uh, that was with okay. Ander. That was what we did. Interesting. So it was black. Okay. Uh, so that means that Let's Go technically is is counted as like its own thing. Uh, I guess for a lot of people, this will be like the first, what, quote unquote, main mainline hardcore Pokemon game, traditional Pokemon game, I guess would be the best way to say it uh, for most of us then since like the DS day or like even the Game Boy days. That's gonna be interesting to see how all that goes over. Well, I, I played Sun and Moon quite a bit. Okay, see, OJ, OJ's, OJ's more up to date on this stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've played, I've played all the Pokemon games. Like, I haven't beat them all. I've only, I beat red, red, blue, gold, silver. I beat uh, black, white, black, white, two. I think I beat that. Mm -hmm. And then I also beat X, uh, X and Y. I beat that one. I beat Diamond and Pearl. Uh, that's my favorite. So I've played a number of them. Haven't beat the, the newest ones. Haven't, I didn't beat Sun and Moon, but I put a number of hours into it um but uh omega ruby apple cyber put some hours into it but didn't beat it um but no i, I mean I'm... like I, i'm looking forward to the game i'm looking forward to playing it even though it's kind of uh lacking in the graphics department what people have said and lacking in a lot of the uh, uh graphics and then like the pokemon national decks thing uh but i've never collected all the pokemon in any <laughs> in any of the games i think the only time i've done it was the original 150 um and I, sometimes i'll transfer them over sometimes i don't i mean i'm not one to get all crazy trying to collect every single one so i'm just looking forward to uh just playing a game and finally being able to stream a pokemon game normally right i think that's the biggest thing for me is that i can finally show the pokemon game because i'm not i didn't buy the whole cap 3ds capture card and all that crap you know 
Uh, so that's the thing for me, finally able to just be able to play a Pokemon That's game a good and, point, and yeah, because you know? otherwise I'd have to go back to the Game Boy Advanced, at least. That'd be the newest one with the um with the Game Boy player I have for the GameCube. That'd be the newest one I could do then, technically, like a, uh, what, Emerald, I guess, would be the newest one there. Yeah. Uh, although I'd probably want to play one of the old ones anyway. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, when they started doing that weird shift to that faux 3D with the DS and stuff, it kind of threw me off. I don't know what it was about that. No, it, it's it's definitely wonky. It's a little bit like X and Y was interesting because of the way that it, for like how they did it, but then the movement was really weird in X and Y, kind of how you moved around. And they kind of changed it up a little bit for Omega Ruby off of Sapphire, made it better. Then by Sun and Moon, they had got really good. They made a lot of strides from from X and Y to Sun and Moon when it comes to just playability and everything. It looked a lot better. Uh, so. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what they can do with this one though. I'm just like I said, I just I'm just happy I can just hook it up eight through hdmi <laughs> yeah that's gonna be good that's gonna be good to be I'm, I'm happy about that but they also said originally there was a story that was played uh by the way i guess if you're a big pokemon collector uh game informer is gonna have three different covers one of them is kind of uh one of them is basically like two images the other two are wraparounds so i guess go you know i guess raid GameStop and get all three of them um but uh they did say that they're originally they were like there's gonna be 18 gyms in the game and then they had to come back and they said well no hold on there's 18 gyms in the lore but there's major and minor leagues however you're going to collect eight badges in either game and that's kind of where they left it so it was still kind of confusing for a lot of people but it appears that you're, you're still going to go through as they say a similar number of gyms basically to collect eight badges um, so it was an interesting turn of events because of course it sounded like a lot of extra stuff was being added and then people backed up a bit. And then, uh, I saw a lot of talk of national decks again. So, um, that was, that was an interesting situation. I feel like they're trying really hard to explain this game to us. And for some reason, it's just, it's not working out as well as they would like with communication. I feel that's been the whole, that's really been the motif of that game of the game so far. Yeah, it's it, they even said that they're the the entirety of the of all the being included, like the National Dex was like a, a decision by all three companies by, you know, what Game Freak uh, and then Nintendo and uh, and the Pokemon company. They had to come together and talk about that. So it's it was, it was just something they had to, I guess, figure out. So apparently they'll all be added at some point, not to this game necessarily, just I guess to the series as they go along now that they've jumped to uh, to home consoles um but uh i guess i think most people are still so i assume everyone here is probably gonna at least pick up one of the other sword or shield yeah I got, a, I got a double pack coming in the mail double pack okay i'm trying to figure out which one i guess i'll get see that's the thing i don't we gotta we have to know which uh which which gyms and everything are in each one right How i think, I that think they already said the fighter was sword and the ghost was shield so i was just gonna pick up shield uh see if you're gonna get shield i might as well get sword then Mm, okay that's gonna be interesting to try to figure all that out too all right well how about we uh evan you have another discord question for us before we move over into sony restructuring uh this is where the questions start getting weird um <laughs> okay uh what do you do you think it would be possible for nintendo to release something like switch tv similar to playstation tv switch tv wait hold on, hold on. PlayStation. like they're talking about like playstation what what Wait, what are they talking about? The PlayStation like View? The PlayStation TV, like or that the cable v service? I'm that guessing, I'm guessing they, or, they just say PlayStation TV. About, or are they talking about the Vita TV? Not sure. It literally just says PlayStation TV. 
or the place oh wait the playstation tv is a little the little, little box, box thing yeah it's a little box yeah. thing yeah, yeah yeah like the the, the that, that, i had brought that up in a video where if they wanted to get stupid cheap with the switch they do that they make a little box like that and it's a plug-in thing like if they want to get because the the i was trying to figure out how you get the how do you get the current switch light down to like 80 to 90 dollars like the 2ds is now and i don't know how you do that like, i'm not really sure how else you can do that unless you just start ripping everything out of it including the screen and anything else i mean if um, you did just make a switch console let's call it and now you remove the screen you remove the joy cons you let's say you throw in a you know switch pro controller and it uses the exact same internals as the current version 2 switch or the light you could probably retail that for about a buck 50 but yeah, you're still gonna have the same performance as a dock switch yeah so, the biggest the problem is that control i mean the, the pro controller is expensive on its own so it's like unless yeah. you sell the box and be like you got to get your own controller <laughs> um uh but i mean nintendo you know they've sold systems and been like get your own power cord <laughs> so uh but uh I, I was just trying to figure out ways they make it even cheaper because that's they want to they said they want to go into the next generation and and uh and try to battle it out with install size and the cheaper you make your system the the bigger your install size gets generally i mean it's kind of like a case if they did do something like that where it's the same power as the current dock switch they sell it for a cheap price if it sells, great, you increase the install base. If it doesn't sell, it doesn't matter. It's using the same internals. The R&D is done. It's just kind of a niche product you threw out there. If you sell 2 million, awesome, that's an extra 2 million sales. If it bombs, oh well, the flagship Switch and the Switch Lite are still selling. You don't damage the brand or the platform really in any way. You just give the market more options yeah so i was it was just it was just some ideas get it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper but that controller was tough because i think i do think sony got uh, had a couple bundles i think for that that playstation tv because i think one may not have even come with a controller no it didn't because that's the one i got yeah and that was cheap was that like, was like was, that was real cheap yeah i want to say i want maybe it was on sale it was like 50 bucks right yeah i'm pretty sure i paid like 30 for mine yeah because eventually they marked them down but like now they're very expensive by the way so good for you but uh they're they're hard to find now but um yeah i even they even got cheaper they got to sound like 50 bucks for that without a controller so i mean you never know nintendo could look at that and say well we can package this thing up no controller for 60 bucks put it out there i guess it would depend if they actually had like because the playstation tv was just streambox it didn't have any actual physical hardware you couldn't put in the disc right. or download games to it so if it was a switch tv of that type where you couldn't even download games to you it could itself, yeah, you could yeah play it would play all the download games i yeah, played video games you can download the games to the little box thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you put a memory card in. Those yeah. one of those awesomely All overpriced right. memory cards. You could do everything with that. There were some games that wouldn't like. I know Uncharted had issues because you had to use anything you'd use the touchscreen with. I remember there were some weird issues. Um, but yeah, you could play all the games too, Nate. It was the same. It was the internals were the same as the Vita. All right. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. If, I mean, if Nintendo's putting in like the light hardware itself into this, and you can put the game cards in, then you can download your digital stuff on there. I mean, you probably still have to hit at least that hundred dollar barrier. Yeah, but I mean, they could also let's say they also get Netflix and more streaming services on there, even like Twitch. Even uh, at that point, you could also sell it as a media device as well. So like you put all that stuff on the outside of the box and then people show up to like Best Buy and they look at that or like an Nvidia Shield or even uh, a Roku as being sold. People might lean towards that just because it also plays Nintendo games. So there's there's some interesting stuff to think about there. That's that's not a bad question because it's it uh, it's a possibility for the low end market right now and that cheaper you make it the better so 
Um, the Sony restructuring. I think OJ is going to want to talk about this too when he gets back. It's fine. So there has been some weird stuff going on at Sony. Uh, specifically, one thing. The other, there was a, a uh, an executive out of Japan that retired. So that was pretty straightforward. They put a press release. They they dealt with it like normal. But the one they didn't deal with was Sean Layden, and this is a very odd thing because when they let Sean Layden go, or at least announced that he was leaving. We haven't heard anything else. There's been no other press release. Like nothing has happened outside of that. It's just been that one tweet that didn't even seem uh, that that tweet did seemed very uh, informal. I would say, like it wasn't like a formal announcement. But they, didn't, uh, they didn't even tag him in it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a little like what happened here. It was like Jan from accounting is leaving. I'm like, oh, thanks, Jan. <laughs> See ya. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, but if you work thirty years at yeah. a company, you think you'd expect a little bit more than that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little. I'm. A, I was a little confused about that one. So more and more stories are coming out now. Like the press is like circling this thing, and I think. I thought it'd be this week. I think it's going to be next week. We see some stuff pop up about this more so that we saw like one article, I think pop up is like game daily. And they had one third party developer talk about it. Um, but yeah, he's been there since 87. Yes. That's a long time. Um, I don't, I don't know if he necessarily like, I've seen people say that he, he retired. It was all straight up, but there's still something about this. And it seems to be that there is some sort of restructuring going on inside Sony. And we saw that article game daily.biz put out an article about there being a quote unquote power struggle. That could also be them maybe putting their own kind of thoughts on it, but there seems to be a restructuring. And Nate, you talked about this a little bit before, but it sounds like instead of having several different divisions, right? Whether it's the Americas, uh, Europe and Japan, they're kind of bringing it all under like one umbrella is the idea. And then, obviously you're going to have uh people at the heads of those kind of maybe butting heads over ideas um but what, what were what were you thinking about that nate i mean some of the claims in that article is hyperbole they're making a bigger deal out of this than it really is sony has always every company has internal power struggles sony's issue was that you have laden then you had ryan for the european branch and then you have japan and we could kind of see it with something like crossplay. Ryan had gone on record where he did not see the benefits of having of allowing crossplay on PlayStation 4. Layden spoke out as it was, you know, something that maybe Sony should consider. And Sony Japan never really had an official stance on it. But when you have three divisions and two out of three want to go one way and the other and the remainder says, no, I don't want to do that, it creates friction. And, you know, Ryan was very vocal about saying backwards compatibility is stupid. Why would anyone want to play that? And everyone mocked him when he came out with that, especially since they came out with the PlayStation Classic, what, like a year later after he came out with those comments where you said, oh, look at Gran Turismo on the PS2. It looks like crap. Why would you play this? And it's kind of like, wow, Sony's kind of lost their way. But now Jim Ryan soon, you know, earlier this year, he got a major promotion. Yeah. He's kind of viewed as a hero in Europe because he made the PlayStation 3 a huge success. Whereas you have Layden who's mostly just a face in the you know North American branch. But when you have, it's just the three divisions all had different goals. One wanted crossplay, the others didn't. One wanted backwards compatibility, others didn't. And that's where you get the internal power struggle. And when you're going into a next-gen system, if you say one of these markets finds X, Y, and Z to be priority, and another one says, well, no, it should be ABC, and the other one's saying it's DEF, you can't come to that consensus. And Layden 
probably said, you know, he's looking at from a Western point of view, maybe just said, I'm not agreeing with the direction that Japan and Europe want to take the company. I'm going to get out while we're at a high. And he, you know, he saw his opportunity and said, you know, I'm retiring. I'm done. Is it, he says that, but I mean, I'm trying to think of what direction they'd go in that Layden would be like, eh, I think I'm good guys. Like, I think I'm all right. I'm out of here. Uh, my retirement's good. I'm out of here. Well, like I'm trying to think of what would really make him want to jump ship like that, or at least just retire or like push him more towards it. And he can um, just be, he's, he's been at Sony since, you know, the, before the PlayStation was yeah. a brand. It yeah. could just be, I've been here for a long time. But on the same I, so is Jim Ryan though. Jim Ryan's been there since 91. Yes. But he just got a major promotion in February. Mm, that's he's true. He, he's in the company. But he's weird too because he swapped places with John Cadera. Like he like literally said, "All right, you're gonna go over here. I'm gonna sit here now." Basically, I, I don't know, Nate. But like to me, that could be the case. But when you work at a, like a like a like Reggie worked there half of the time period, and look at what they did from him. It was something that was you just don't leave like that. You know, I mean, I see what you're saying that like he could just want to do something else, but when you're 30 years at a company, I mean, I've seen people get bigger setting knots for being five or six years at a company. I mean, but to get, I mean, that just seems rushed. It just seems like there was definitely something more to the story. Cause otherwise, I mean, wouldn't you give the guy the proper, you know, like, yeah. See ya, you know, it's like, definitely I mean, that just seems, it seems cold. It seems cold. That's all I'm it, trying to say. It it's almost cold. like yeah, he, yeah. it's almost like there's that scene where he walks out and is like, I quit and he leaves. And then somebody on social media is like, well, I liked him. I'm going to tweet out that he's gone. Yeah, it, it's definitely complex. We'll never get the yeah. true full story from internally because any Sony executive and anyone who actually knows is not going to talk about what happened, at least not in the foreseeable future. Maybe, you know, a year or two down the line, maybe Layden himself will open up about it unless there's like he got fired and there's an NDA where you cannot discuss what happened. I did wonder that if there's an NDA in place. I think there might be. Has to be. Yeah, it's definitely... It's nothing that I would look at and say, oh, God, what does this mean for the PS5? Is the PS5 going to come out and be a train wreck because if there was a bunch of different directions going on? No, the PS5 will come out. It's going to be what Sony wanted. I wouldn't be concerned about the PlayStation right. 5 going into launch next year because of what happened with Layden. The company is still going to be fine. The hardware will be fine. It's just weird inner turmoil that every company has. This one just seemed to be very abrupt and they just treated it very poorly they didn't give him the respect that he seemingly deserved in the public eye yeah like if they had just done a formal press release and everything and it looked normal people would have been like oh okay i guess nothing's going on i guess he's just leaving he's retiring before the next gen starts uh but it's just the way it was handled it looks weird from the outside yeah had they come out like nintendo with reggie and they came out you know with a press release or he had his own little video saying hey after 30 years working out with sony and heading up the playstation brand i've decided i'm going to depart the company starting on this date nobody would have really gave it a second thought about like, oh good for him yeah because all the other ones previously i uh, like had a long like wind down period and even stayed on after they like stepped down to help transition and everything like all of this just it's just he's out basically he's like he quit yesterday he's gone um strange 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 stuff i'm also curious because jim ryan seems a bit more what is this the right word competitive <laughs> it almost it Jeez. seems with his rise it seems like in any way yeah he's just he's a cutthroat businessman yeah. he puts sony first he if it does not benefit sony and the playstation brand he is not on board with it and that's why they were so reluctant with crossplay because right. he was very vocal against it now all of a sudden laden's out and a week later sony says oh crossplay's out of beta now we're fully you know employing crossplay with any game that wants to use it 
And who's getting the credit for that? Jim Ryan. Yeah, but here's the other interesting thing, and uh, this is this is going to be real interesting going into next generation to see how far they push this. PlayStation Now had a pretty a pretty good price drop. It's sixty bucks for the year now, and God of War is going to be on there, like to the point where you don't need you technically don't need a PlayStation to play any of these games now that that were originally first party. Yes. Well, it's, it's timed on God of yeah, War. It's like it's like three months or something. Yeah. yeah. It's it's still strange though because then you can play a game that you would normally have to buy a PlayStation to do, but just on your PC. It's streaming, yeah, but you can still you technically have access to it. I mean, Microsoft does the same thing. Yeah, but we you know we we poke and prod Microsoft for doing that because <laughs> it, it's because it's you know it it makes it so they're like ah don't worry about the Xbox you don't need an Xbox you can play it here. <laughs> I think that's kind of a weird situation for Sony to map out though because when you look at Microsoft they have so many other you know successful ventures it's like Xbox could hemorrhage forever and like. Mm. Uh, the investors probably don't even know what the fuck Xbox is. Like, they're just like, how's that new Surface coming along? How's, Windows, <laughs> how's that new Windows update? Yeah. But, with, but with Sony, I feel it's a bit more, you know, Sony's still a massive company, but as far as the the um, electronics part of it, you know, PlayStation is definitely a definitive brand, you know, out of a lot of Sony brands. So yep. I don't know if it's a, I don't, I, I don't know if they can afford, afford it quite like microsoft can mm. i want i do but, wonder if yeah. they're just looking towards the future and they're like hey you know what if we do this right with playstation now maybe eventually we can hit a bunch of people with this subscription service i don't know i, th I think the that's what they're trying to push and then you get to the point where there's too many damn subscriptions because you know you know what's going to happen <laughs> you know seriously you know what's going you're what see this is the thing all these people that are hyping up video game <laughs> subscription services oh they're so great blah 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 what's going to happen is exactly what is happening with television subscription services at the start Mm -hmm. There's your big ones. There's your Game Pass. There's your your PS Now, and everything is under that little umbrella. But then the companies start saying, "Oh, well, we own this, and this is on there, but we can make our own streaming services." So now you just make more streaming services, and now all these individual companies start making their own streaming services. And the next thing you know, it's costing you more than it would be just to buy the actual game that you want to buy. That that's the thing that worries me the most. Mm. It's just how many subscription services yeah. are going to come from this when there's success. Just like all the shit you're seeing. They took Sesame Street off of television and now it's on <laughs> HBO for new Sesame Street episodes. It was on public access television for anyone to watch and now Wait. it is behind a paywall for new yeah, episodes. It, why do you know that? I saw it on Twitter. And oh, okay. did you and look at Disney now? They're blocking Netflix ads to appear. They can't appear on ABC, like ESPN, uh, Freeform, basically any Disney owned station. They won't allow Netflix and like Hulu ads because, well, they don't own that. So, like, the weird thing with subscription services is, like, as you said, right now they're new. So people are kind of like, oh, this is a good deal. Well, once everyone gets involved in that, you're really going to sit there and say, wow, I wish I could just buy a game for $60 again and just enjoy it without yeah. giving you $15 a month to this company and this company and this call. And all of a sudden I'm handing out 15 bucks a month to 10 companies. I'm, and you wait a minute and say, wow, I'm putting out $100, $150 a month and I'm not even playing anything from these services. Because they're like yeah. gym memberships. They hope you don't use it and you don't cancel it and you just keep giving them money. And plus it's, it's like, it's, 
it's it's like an emulator bot it's like a retro pie versus a nes classic or a genesis classic you get so oversaturated with like i have every video game on my retro pie okay well what do you want to play well i don't know whereas <laughs> something where it's you know it's more confined you're like okay i want to play this game i want to play this game when you have things like netflix and hulu and all these streaming services that do movies and television it's like well what do i want to watch and then you just are like oh look this movie's on cable let's just watch this instead like it's right there like i don't have to think about what i want to watch it's and you get you just get oversaturated with all this content that you don't experience it because you don't know what to look at next mm. well you know what's uh what yeah. the best street well you know what the the most subscribed to game streaming services right game pass game pass uh, it's playstation now PlayStation what? yeah no it makes well, up it, a... it makes up 52 percent of the market right now huh okay i didn't i didn't i didn't know that but i mean i i have to agree with sean and also agree with you know um, with nate well as reported uh, in uh what was this april yeah april 20 april 28th i guess was the last time of this year that was really any real reporting and it was it was seven over seven hundred thousand users apparently hmm but of course, it it costs more than how many users stuff. were there? Seven hundred thousand users of PlayStation Now. Yeah. Huh. I know. Is I was that surprised. All paid I, or is that people on free? No, that's, a, that's all. That's all paid, and that was when it was more expensive too. Well, that, hmm, that that's that's a good number for them. Yeah, yeah for when it was like twenty dollars a month or something crazy. That's I. That's that's nuts. I think maybe you also have to look at it like you know a lot of them you know maybe parents just hey i can just do this the kids can play whatever you know and but maybe it's also people i, I don't know I, I don't really know anybody that that subscribes to playstation plus like that but there are people that are saying like game pass right like game pass mm -hmm. you get all this stuff and playing game pass but i don't know i, I think I'm to on, me there's, I have, there's a lot of saturation i, going I have on. i have both of them playstation uh now and uh game pass yeah. playstation now has more games i will say that I said PS Plus. I meant PS. Oh, sorry. PS Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're you're fine. You're fine. I'm subscribed to that too. I'm subscribed to all this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing this now. Uh, yeah. Now PlayStation now has. I think it has over 400 games. I would still say Plus. Game Pass is the better deal because Game Pass is giving you, like Microsoft's games are there day one, whereas PlayStation. That's, that's a good point. Is giving you God of War now? It, it's a year and a half old. I can buy the game brand new for twenty dollars. Yes, that that's that was my thing. Is if we go into next generation and they and that happens, that ever happens with PlayStation now, uh, then that'll be really telling about their change in strategy and direction. But it, I also think it wouldn't be six dollars a year then if that happened, because Game Pass is uh Game Pass is one hundred and twenty dollars a year. It's ten dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, let's get on a deal. You know, it's a dollar. It's a dollar. So. But yeah, it's always on sale because it, it is on sale all the time. I like I, I don't know a lot of anyone who really spends 10 bucks on Game Pass anymore. I mean, I um, do. Oh, OK. Just because I'm <laughs> just because I'm lazy and it re-ups every month. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and well. that's what they do. That's what they do with these damn services. That's how they get you, man. They get you. They just re-up it every month. And then it's just residuals <laughs> going into them. Not, yeah, not, I, I would be anyway. curious. I will be curious to see uh, Microsoft's Game Pass numbers after Gears launch, though, because that might, might be a little different now. Things might be a little different. Um, it's very possible. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting going to next generation. Let me see. I mean, Infinite Halo Infinite is going to launch on Game Pass, we assume. So mm. yeah, and you'll get a new wave of subscribers then. Yeah, because people are going to want to play, even if they just do like a dollar for you know a free month, you're going to get that influx of new people. They probably won't resubscribe depending if they got their fill of halo within that month yeah. so but that's where i think if sony really wants to push that like i get where you can you're catering to a market of 
more or less casuals who aren't going to buy a lot of games, you put in forward, you know, 20 bucks a month, you get this catalog of games that you can download and stream. It's probably enough for you because you're not looking for the next new releases. You're just looking for something to play. You're not gaming every day. You're probably mm. gaming a few hours a week, if that. So that's where it makes sense. Game Pass just feels better for the core gamer who wants those new releases from Microsoft day right. one. I will say PlayStation Now, you can download the PS4 games and the PS2 games. But the PS3 is streaming, right? Yeah, it's too because tough for the, it to... The know, architecture and all. I'm hoping that the PS5 changes that, but it probably won't. Um, I mean, you never know. I mean, I think PS2 will be downloadable and PS4 going into PS5, but... Uh, We'll see about the PS3. If they can figure that out, man, it'll be things will change pretty quick. I think it'll be really interesting. Um, oh yeah, and the outer outer worlds this month—that's Game Pass. Is it? It is. You already oh, yeah, own that, the game, Sean. That game <laughs> is coming out this month. You already own it. I don't have time for it though. See, that's why I like the Switch version. It's coming out sometime like in the spring next year. Mm-hmm. Spring is always though. When am I gonna be playing Fire Tokyo Mirage Session hashtag FE? That's, Get out first of here. All, that's, that's a, a great first all, game. Time out. First of all, that's the winter. Okay, that's it's winter, January. It's almost winter, not, not, not spring. Okay, so let me just <laughs> some parts of the some parts of the United States. It's spring. And, and second of all, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is freaking amazing. How dare you? I can't play that, man. Wait, hold on. What are, you, what are you playing? What are you playing? Play on Lego dinosaurs. Quit. <laughs> Wait on, Sean. What are you playing on October twenty fifth? October twenty fifth. What's that? What are you playing October twenty fifth? I don't know. Because Luigi's Mansion is now till a week later. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered The Witcher today on Switch though. That's out on the fifteenth though. That's a big game. Yeah, ten days though, man. Um, I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> Sean's just like, gosh, I have to turn my Xbox on. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's right. It's in my living room. It's literally. Sean still hasn't downloaded Gears Five. I haven't. Oh, no. Well, Dude. it looks like, look, man. It looks like that community just like fell off a cliff and like. But the campaign, man, the campaign's like eight hours. The thing long. of it is, I haven't played a Gears campaign since Gears I, uh, Gears uh, Two. Okay. But Gears Three? No, I did Gears Three. Oh yeah, did. do it then. Get in there, man. Sure. I'm pretty sure I did Gears 3. The campaign actually wasn't bad. It had some weird stuff at the end, but otherwise it was it was interesting. What date did you give me? The 25th? Yes. Let's see what's coming out. There. Let's Sing Country is coming out on the oh. 25th for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, they, I'm they're going to have to drive to your apartment and kick you. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I want to play. The, but the Outer Worlds isn't a game that you can just play for like, oh, I played it for a couple hours. Okay, Waka yeah. Waka. It's something you're going to want to invest a lot of. Yeah. It's something you're going to want to Garfield out? When's Garfield Racing coming out? That's a good. Um, I think, I don't think it's, I think it's a 2020 game. And if it is, I'm going to be very upset because I did not talk you about You know, Sean, that. if you start playing Outer Worlds now, you could have a decent opinion formed for the Switch version. You'll just have to play it and see, you know, what, what's changed or altered or anything like that. We also, I mean, I'll sample it. You I can I mean? sample it. Yeah, right, you'll be ready to go. Garfield, when is that? The, not November 19th. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. well, that's getting that's getting a spot in the November upcoming Switch game releases, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that game for fucking five minutes. The whole <laughs> half of the video is going to be just about Garfield uh, racing. What about Ryan's racing? Are you gonna put that in your video? <laughs> Fuck Ryan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right then. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
See, that's what you should have said, Sean. You should have said you're going to be playing the Call of Duty campaign on October 25th. Yeah, okay. There we go. See, we got Even it. when I loved Call of Duty, I never gave a shit about the campaign. Really? Was, oh, I like yeah, the multi multiplayer. Oh, Give me multiplayer. Campaigns were fun. Campaigns were fun. I'm, I'm going to check out the campaign in Call of Duty at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got Ring Fit Adventure, Sean. That's like half an hour a day, right? We have Aladdin and the Lion King coming out four days after. Ooh, so. I, got a re- I got a review copy of that coming. Do Physical. You? Physical. Yeah, me too. I love when companies do that. Yeah, dude, I mean, this Garfield game funny. looks dope as I hell. They said we weren't really? allowed to tell people about that. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not getting that. <laughs> it was, was all a ruse. <laughs> oh, you said uh, a la- I thought you said Aladdin. Aladdin, okay. yeah. Aladdin and okay. the loin. Yeah, the that, loin that's a, yeah, that's a new um, <laughs> eShop exclusive release. All right then. Uh, is normal is normal in Garfield cart? Are you yes. really looking at the screenshots that closely because you have Nermal? There's eight it? characters. Garfield, Odie, John, Nermal, Arlene, Liz, Harry, and Squeak. Ooh, no binky. <laughs> so, uh, Batman. Batman. Okay. I hope Heathcliff is DLC. Fuck Heathcliff. There are, there yeah, are... that epic crossover. <laughs> so, are we... Let's, 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 okay, let's, let's move over to Batman here. Right away from Garfield. All right. All right. Bat- Batman. There is a Batman game that's been rumored now for a little bit because, of course, we see WB Montreal, who all of a sudden became active start on Batman Day, right? It was right around there. Start talking about or at least showing what appears to be something to do with Court of Owls. All right. Um, and Evan, you are more into the comics, I believe. Yeah, those for were that. the Court of the Owls was big for the reboot. So it was pretty okay. good. Okay. That's why. Okay, okay. So that makes sense why they would be heading in that direction. I was hoping for something to do with Batman Beyond, but, but Court of Owls. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, and there are apparently now rumors about, and it's 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 going to be interesting to see if this actually happens because I I'm curious if W Montreal is actually going to do this uh, a Switch version of that Batman game. Whoa, is is that actually a? Th- hmm, that's going to be tough. I'm curious if they're going to do it. I mean, we've seen them support Nintendo in yeah. the past, so you can't outright dismiss it because they have brought Batman games to Nintendo platforms. Well, WB has been doing it too. That's the other thing. So, like, we've seen some of their stuff. Obviously, like, we've seen Mortal Kombat. Um, and then Sean's been playing Lego games. Yeah, but the Lego games are kind of, <laughs> I mean, Lego and, you know, the Nintendo audience, you know, go hand in hand. Did saying I'm a child? Yes. Yes. So I like have. dinosaurs <laughs> and Garfield <laughs> racing. Look, Garfield is legit. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think you can dismiss the possibility of Batman yeah. coming to the Switch, but I also wouldn't like set my expectation for it to happen. Then you know, just to be pissed that WB didn't bring it, I would kind of go in with the expectation of it not happening, and then be pleasantly surprised. You, you know, I actually. uh uh, I actually was surprised that they had announced it yet. And I thought about it. I was like, are they really going to wait all the way to the Game Awards to show it? I don't think so. I, th- I think it's going to be soonish from what, what people are saying online now. Because um, we even saw, I think, I'm not sure. I can't be 100% sure, but I don't, Press may have already done something with it. So I think it all depends on, I mean, are we assuming it's going to be in the Arkham style? Like 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 well, origins, I assume something like that. Because Montreal did origins. Yeah, that's what I'm right. thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be like origins, to be honest, something like that. Um, so I mean, if they're using the um, 
Dark Knight. Was that a new engine or was that a modified engine of Arkham City? What? Oh, the 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 last one, the latest. The last one, one yeah. That was uh no, that was still. I thought that was still. That was still, was Unreal, still Unreal, Unreal Engine three. Yeah, it was, it was like three point five. They called. Oh it. It gosh, like three point five. More enhanced version of that thing was so broken on PC when it came out. <laughs> so, do you think that they're gonna make? A, 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 an engine for the ground up for a last generation. I feel like they would have moved on Unreal Engine for them. But I mean, I mean I'm just talking about the actual, like, the, you know, all those Arkham games were great, but they all felt very similar. And then everything after Arkham City was essentially the same sort of environments, mm. the same sort of mechanics. They just added in additional things. Do you think that they'll do a different style or still use that same style? You mean like for like the combat and and yes exploration all that stuff. They could even make a chapter based without an open world, just more linear experience with a lot more in it. That's a good question. I think it's going to be very similar. I do. This will be court owls and everything. hmm. Just give me Robin with the challenge modes, and I'm good. That's oh yeah. Well, isn't this supposed (laughs) to also being rumored to be a prequel to Arkham stuff? Arkham games. I read that the the Arkham voice actor for Batman isn't involved in the project. No, he's not involved at all, apparently. So, it, I mean, is it going to be old man Batman or young man Batman? That's maybe you play. Maybe you play as Bruce Wayne, young Evan, Bruce Wayne. In the in the in the in the recent co- in the, I guess in the comics, um, when where what was his? Uh, they have a certain age timeline that they kind of pointed out or anything like that. I guess just like standard age. He's already got oh, okay. multiple yeah. Robins. I think Nightwing is part of it. Weird that they wouldn't have like uh, that'd be cool if Nightwing ended up in there too. Um, but weird that uh, that even the the voice actor's not in there. Hmm. Interesting. That's gonna be. I, I'm hoping it's this week, but who knows? It's uh, if they announce it this week or even. I mean, they have to announce it and ready to roll. I guess early 2020. Is that I assume when they would do it? So. Hmm. Hey, I'm always. I'm always. It's always good to see Batman. But where's where's Rocksteady gonna announce them? Is that Game Awards? Like uh, everyone we've been waiting for the rocksteady announcement oh my feels gosh like. every time there's a game awards or it's an e3 people are like <sighs> rocksteady's gonna be there there's always that rumor and then they have to come up and be like no we're not gonna be there so stop saying this uh, what's gonna happen first metroid prime hd trilogy or rocksteady's game announcement which announcement's gonna happen first oh god <laughs> wait what is it metroid prime, metroid prime trilogy or rocksteady oh yeah <laughs> uh, hmm. oh boy that is a good question I don't know. I'm going to go with, I think Rocksteady will announce first. I think, I, I mean, it's, I assume it's either got to be Game Awards or E3 next year. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much longer they can keep their live service under wraps. At this point, Rocksteady, I mean, do you even think it's a current gen game? As uh, I, uh, I, I want to say it. Rocksteady's it budget has to be massive for the project they're working on that i don't think you can dedicate it to the next gen system yeah. so at worst it'll be a cross generation uh, generation release but yeah I see if i was a lot of the is. if i was any third party company right now i'd be like hey, yeah i'm developing for the ps4 and the xbox one and you guys better have backwards compatibility ready because that's just that's the way it is um mm, yeah that'll be interesting when that happens uh evan do we have a we have a discord question why didn't Nintendo buy Alpha Dream? 
Oh, we're about to go into Alpha Dream. All right, we'll, we'll hold on to that Perfect one. Perfect segue. We'll hold on to that one. Hold on. We have another one, Evan, another score question. Anyone have any thoughts on the John Wick game, the tactics game coming out? You know, I've looked at that a couple times, actually. And uh, it's like, a, it's, it looks like a, it's like a strategy RPG. Here's my problem. I, I, I have these weird flashbacks to that Fear Effect game that came out, and I did not like that game at all. And it looks very, it doesn't look exactly the same, but it looks like the similar idea. Uh, but I, I'm interested to check it out. Um, the art style looks interesting too, um, but uh, when is that's out? When is that out? That's out in a little bit, isn't it? I keep looking at it occasionally. Uh, John Wick uh, Hex. That is out October eighth, so it's out this week. See, I knew it was soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna probably buy that and check it out. Um. That'll be interesting to see how that goes. It's on Windows, Mac OS. It says consoles. Anyone else checking that out, or is that just me? That's just you. Okay, that is fine. <laughs> I will do it. I will not check it out. Of, it's not the type of game I thought John Wick should be. I'll be honest. Like it looks cool. I'll check out your video, whatever you do on it. Um, but I, you know, if I'm playing a John Wick game, I, I thought those would be something like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I want like a Max Payne. Like a yeah, shooter, like a yeah, Max, like Max Payne, Payne or sense. like some type of maybe even throwing some like I, I don't know some type of weird hybrid between Max Payne and Bayonetta mm. or something like where you can kick people and all that. Like that like a refined like... bullet storm. <laughs> what is yeah, that? Like a, like a, yeah, it, can't it, where it, people can, people can fly, dude. They can do it, right? Oh, that looks so <laughs> cheap. I mean, it might be still be a good game, but that's not. I mean, I'm not trying to do turn-based John Wick. I mean, come on, man. Oh, it, it looks cheap. It looks like a game that you know has no sort of budget. It's a movie tie-in game for Christ's sakes. And they made like five billion dollars. I would like to see something a little bit more than that. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, if this was a, if this was a, you know, a, even I would say if this was a double A studio making that game, fine, you know, okay, whatever. But considering what you know, using a movie license based on John Wick, which has made tons of billions of dollars, like OJ just said, come on, come on, <laughs> is this coming out on cell phones too? It's uh, Windows, Mac OS. <laughs> Consoles, it says. Another problem is that we saw we saw uh, Keanu in you know Cyberpunk, and I'm like, Bruh, you know, I can't like Keanu and Cyberpunk. You're like, this is what we're gonna. Like, I'll just wait for Cyberpunk to use Keanu. I think <laughs> that'll be uh, more like John Wick than maybe this game, dude. Wait, is it? <laughs> Hold on, does that mean that Mike Mike Bithel is des- designing it? Bithel Games. That's from they. they he did that. Tack, remember Tack? Tack and the Guardians of Gross. I'm looking at it on the on Google right now. That's interesting. Okay, sure. They also not? did Thomas was alone. What? <laughs> Bithel Games that Thomas was alone. That game wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't oh, bad. There you go. But, but, but that was in 2012. Now oh, they have the John Wick. Don't get it. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's an Epic Game Store exclusive at launch, and I cannot support such draconian oh. tactics. Okay, there you go. You did it. <laughs> uh, we're, we'll talk about Alpha Dream next. Uh, Evan, do you want to? We got We got to make a poll for that that giveaway from CastlemaniaGames.com. To check them out, we have uh, we have a giveaway for Evan Metal Storm. Why don't you hit us with the uh, with the with the poll? This is for Metal Storm Collector's Edition. Looks like from YouTube uh, specifically, Adrian Ruiz. Adrian Ruiz. Do, 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 do. It's in chat now. Come on down. 
I gotta figure out how to get in contact. Hey, we just need to get a hold of him on, I guess, Twitter. It'd be easier because we're yeah, he's, you, he's, you can message him on Twitter. I don't think he's currently in the chat because I try to tag. Well, some other people are doing it. I don't know. Good luck. Good luck with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know what you should have done? What should we have done? <laughs> you should have just set up a gleam during the thing and just had people enter it. Uh, because that's what. Um, wait, no, there he is. I think maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Here's Adrian. I'm right. Hey. Oh, wait, Adrian. no. He's in, he's in chat here. Hi. He's actually. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh there good. he is. There he is. We're good. All right. I can't. We actually can't use gleam, Sean. We can't anyway. That's why I haven't done giveaways in a while, because we got a warning on the channel for using Gleam. You can. You just have to be sneaky. Oh, well, you're on, you're on the live stream now. So you, you have know. to use that Osonic uh, ways <laughs> that Sean learned. So, <laughs> such a stupid rule, by the way. It is yeah. ridiculous. Well, so we have a warning. If I get another warning, they strike the channel, and guess what? There's no spawncast then. So, But what's really weird is the whole point of it was that um, – this is going off topic, of course. Um, wow. The whole point of it was that – uh, they did. They YouTube felt like the Gleam giveaways were giving you um, artificial subscribers, which is mm. ridiculous in the first place. But what's funny is using Gleam, you actually cannot subscribe to a YouTube channel anymore. The only yeah, thing it'll do is take you to the YouTube channel. So if they got rid of that, which was the main problem that YouTube had with it, why the hell can we not just use it again? Like it's mm. so ridiculous. It made it easy to like get everyone together because it has all the stuff there, and you could pick really easy. It was it was much easier. So now I've been trying to work on how to give stuff away without making youtube mad it's been tough and the reason i haven't really done it is because we have there's a warning on the channel right now it expires in two weeks i think it was a three-month warning and it's like if you get another warning well we're gonna, i mean we're striking the channel what <laughs> what i do is you don't you don't mention gleam on the youtube thing or any or anything i just link to a tweet and mm. on my tweet is is a, a click you the link to gleam to enter the winner of the contest but it's not through gleam it's through the tweet so YouTube doesn't care. Okay. Okay. That don't, uh don't, don't try it, John. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I've been I, doing I it. Like, I've done it. I've done it a couple of times. Bro, and don't trust Sean's lie. Yeah, I would no, like I'm not saying not just, just I'm just saying don't do it because if you if you do that, well, yeah, I mean I would wait for three months. No, no, no. I, I would I would wait till your 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 band is up and if it's up warning, in three weeks. Yeah. yeah. And is, then just yeah. I would just try that. Like I've had no issues with it. Yeah, uh, welcome to uh, Maka Solo, newest member. Welcome, welcome. E e there are new emotes that I've been made up and everything in there. Um, let's check that out. Uh, and we had, uh, so we have our winner, Adrian Ruiz. Congratulations. Evan is on, would Twitter be the easiest way, Evan? You think? Uh, yeah, I, I got his account. I'm sending him. Because we have, uh, we have, second. I just need to send over the information uh, for Castlevania games to um to make sure we get him down for that that product is metal storm releases in november so you're now in for the collector's edition which is awesome and uh we'll get that sent over to him so we're going to message you uh adrian on twitter after the show just so we have a uh, mailing address for you so we can send that out um that's castlemaniagames.com check them out in the description below thanks to them for doing a giveaway and uh we'll, we'll work on doing more of these um there's just castlemania uh does a lot of support for different channels including sean and everything as well um so, very good uh, dude i've known yes. him it, I, it's a crazy to see how how big his business has gotten too like yes. I, I literally was i've been friends with him since like he first started it and just to see the expansion of it, it's awesome 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll work on doing more giveaways and stuff for fun. Cause that actually went that actually went over pretty easily for everyone to just enter and it and it grabbed all of them, brought it together and everything. So we'll we'll work on that. I could probably get some some like uh where those little code cards. So we just send a code. We did that before. Yeah. So those were mildly easy. Yeah, because usually we just send a code. So um I don't know. Maybe we've got some new releases coming up. You never know. You never know. Luigi's Mansion's coming on Halloween um which halloween is not a it, that's not a saturday anyway so okay uh and then we have a new member uh corsonic 23 screwing a member got some emotes in there for you and everything that i've made up uh and let's move over to alpha dream alpha dream has filed for bankruptcy after having nearly four million dollars in debt and there was a question evan that we just had on discord right why didn't Nintendo buy Alpha Dream? Or why haven't they made an attempt to? Um, I, I have some thoughts on that, but what's everyone think so far about what happened with Alpha Dream? And if you don't know Alpha Dream, anyone in the chat uh, did the development for Nintendo for things like the Mario and Luigi uh, RPG series that's pretty much always been on handheld devices, like ever. And then recently they did a cell phone game, it looked like, that they were working on that I guess didn't work out for them. Uh, but like Superstar Saga, great game, for example. Um, what, what did you guys think about Alpha Dream when you saw that news drop uh, this week, actually? Not surprising. Okay, so Nate's just, Nate's just like, yeah, they're, they're on their way out. Right. I mean, they, they are a contract. They're a four-hire company. They do contracts. Nintendo had been co contracting them for a lot of work. They went on their own to their mobile game that apparently did not work out. And... I mean, ultimately, if Nintendo looked at them and said, maybe you guys aren't adapting to HD development well, we don't have a use for you during, you know, the current Switch gen, you guys have to find extra work and they couldn't do it. I mean, there's no reason for Nintendo to buy them. They, it was a cheaper acquisition to just give them work, kind of like what you see with Platinum. It's cheaper to give them a contract and sign them on to make a game than to outright buy them because then all you're buying is a name. Yeah. Talent, talent doesn't stay within a studio. No, they can just hire them if they wanted to, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're like now they're done. These yeah. people are looking for jobs. You can pick up, because Alpha Dream is only about, I think it's like 60 people. In 46. 46 people. You can easily hire these 46 people and just absorb them into Nintendo and say, hey, we're going to make a new Paper Mario or a new Mario and Luigi, and we're just going to do it internally. Yeah, that actually might end up better anyway internally, to be honest, if they have you know the same people anyway uh and it's it's internal to nintendo it, it could end up better anyway what i don't understand is how this company was around for 19 years and literally they only did mario and luigi games they did hamtaro man yeah come on i'm talking about games <laughs> that made them money Post, yeah. post pet Whoa. ds in 2009 i, a, I, I don't feel think like that was making i much. feel like one of those games made like a bunch of money and they kind of rode that for a while i'm thinking like there was i think during the ds partners in time era, maybe. I, it was probably the yeah. biggest one the game I boy advanced think. ds era i think is when they probably make a, a bunch of money and they, they probably used that for a while but they they got buried apparently by four million dollars in debt and that was enough to send them yeah, uh, into bankruptcy I, I, I just have a little bit of things like to say, like people were talking about like well, who was the decision maker. And I think the most recent remake that they had that was on the on the 3DS mm -hmm. uh, that came out earlier this year. Like that was probably the that was probably the decision that did it, because I didn't even remember that that game came out this year. The Switch has had such a, you know, like everyone's playing the Switch and then releasing that type of game. Nobody wants to play that type of RPG on the 3ds anymore at this point a lot of the core gamers people that are really into gaming have already moved on to the switch they're not on the on the 3ds and to release that game on the 3ds people have seriously packed up the 3ds's and aren't buying anything on it 3ds software isn't selling 
So that was a bad, that was probably the decision right there because I think that was one of the worst selling, I saw an article, one of the worst selling Mario games of all time. Like they sold like, I don't know how many copies they sold, but I know it was a pretty abysmal number. Um, but if that game, even if it was just slightly HD or whatever, you know, on the Switch, I guarantee you that would have probably sold a lot more. So it's unfortunate, but they didn't adapt and they didn't put the, you know, they didn't put a game on the Switch and that's very unfortunate they weren't able to. But in 2019, for that type of hardcore RPG developer or whatever, you can't be releasing 3DS games, you know? Yeah, that's, that's why it's weird because I would like to believe that if Alpha Dream did have the skill to do an HD game, Nintendo would have had them bring a Mario and Luigi to the Switch. And it was just that they did not have that skill set. They did not have the tools. So Nintendo kept them on the 3DS, also kind of hoping... 3DS is on its way out, but there might still just be enough of an active user base that we might be able to sell a few of these copies. It ended up backfiring, even though, I mean, that writing was on the wall in 2018 that the 3DS base had been abandoning the system. Software hasn't really been moving all that well on the system. We saw it with Metroid, Samus Returns. It did not sell. It sold It sold all right. It would have sold a lot more had it come to the Switch, Yeah, but... It seemed like an Way odd more. decision for Nintendo to say we're going to put Bowser's Inside Story on the 3DS in 2019. Apparently, they so this was interesting on Twitter. It was uh, I think Liam Robertson mentioned that Alpha Dream had helped with a game that's not out yet. Yeah, that is correct. And uh, I, I I don't know what it was exactly, but I assume it was Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> Sounds about right. I don't know if that's correct, but I, that's what I figured it was. Um, so they they had a hand in some game that's not out yet. If it is Ring Fit, well, there you go. Um, so to me, it looks like they they got big with Superstar Saga. Partners in Time, uh, Superstar Saga sold exponentially well. Partners mm-hmm. in Time sold very well. Um, and then everything after that was just less and less and less. And I mean, it's really because they didn't really change up much shit in those games. It was always, they always felt very similar. Whereas, you know, Partners in Time and Superstar Saga, they still felt fresh because it was like the beginning of the series. And then as the, as the games kept coming out, it was kind of like, eh, I'm tired of this. Dream Team did okay. And then they, they even had a special edition uh, 3DS with Dream Team. Dream Team, yes, it did actually. It did, yeah. did two million in sales. Yeah, and then the yeah, special the edition just became stagnant. Yeah, just became a little stagnant. I hope they do something with that series. I hope that series doesn't just go on like hiatus for you know a decade or something. I hope I hope they do something with it. Well, I wanted to bring this up, and you know, I like I said, I, I didn't want to sound insensitive, and I wasn't trying to on Twitter when I asked about it, but um, you know, because I do feel that these developers they're going to get on their feet. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's oh my gosh, it's over for all of them. They can. Japanese industry, they can find some jobs. So I, I'm confident that these guys are going to be able to find something. They'll be able to go somewhere and work. But I mean, like one of the reasons, you know, Nintendo made Paper Mario the way that it is is because they said, oh, well, we already have an RPG series with Mario and Luigi. So right. now does this mean could we potentially go back to how Paper Mario was? Could they make a fusion between the two? Mm, I mean, that's a good, I mean, I would, that's a good point. Like to see that when I mean, we know Intelligent Systems made the Paper Mario games that were everybody considers really good, which are original Paper Mario and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Uh, we haven't had something like that in a while, right? We've just been getting paper jams and dream teams and all these other things since then, since they, you know, since those two. So maybe does this mean maybe Paper Mario comes back in a certain way? I just want to get you guys' opinion. Mm. I mean, I Col- wouldn't. Color Splash, too. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Like, we've had the Color Splash, we've had the Stick of Star. 
it's it's not like the Mario the Paper Mario line has been you know doing well in these last few entries. They've been you know they've been pretty mediocre. Now, I mean, Nintendo did say, oh, yeah, you know, we're not doing the RPG with Paper Mario because we have the Mario and Luigi line, and that's where we want that focus to be. It still seems Nintendo, you almost need Miyamoto to have no input on Paper Mario because he's kind of the reason Sticker Star became such an, an abomination. <laughs> so you kind of, I think you need fresh blood to come in with the Paper Mario line and inject some new life into it and make it that exciting RPG that we had with like the Thousand Year Door. And I don't think it's going to happen just because of the death of Alpha Dream and maybe putting Mario and Luigi on the shelf for a little bit. It's just going to be that Nintendo's going to look at it and say, we were planning this anyways. Alpha Dream just happened to shudder during this time. And it's just going to be a weird coincidence. Hmm. Okay. I remember when Paper Mario was exciting. You guys remember when Paper Mario 64 came out? That yeah, was so those are, that are the best commercials because they would yeah. like do like stuff in the office where they'd hang Peach over like a like a paper shredder and stuff. I think those I think those commercials are still on YouTube too. Those are great. It was so great back then, and even with the GameCube game, and then like when they started redoing all, it was just like what, what, they were clever too because you get a magazine. I think it was Nintendo Power, and it had a free demo that came with it, and the demo was that on like page forty three was a cutout of Mario. So you would literally cut them out of paper, and that was your demo. Um, they had they had some fun. That man, that's when Nintendo was really fun with their marketing, <laughs> or I guess just in general game companies. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, I mean, they could they could remake Thousand Year Door and sell an obscene amount of copies just like that if they really wanted to. I'd be completely down for that. Like would a Thousand it, Year Door HD, like just that would be great. See, would they sell? Like, what would be an obscene amount of copies for? Well, how many copies did uh, Color Splash sell? Not a lot. Twelve. More than like, that. <laughs> yeah, it was a bomb on the Wii U. <laughs> that, that would be success, though, if it's more than the previous one, right? If, so... I think it would sell, like, three. It'd probably be at least three, four million for a game like that. I could that. see that. I could yeah. see that. Minimum. That would that would absolutely destroy whatever Color Splash sold, right? Yeah, so I think so. that'd be considered a success at that point, and it's probably easier money for them because I mean they're, we, I mean they're probably not going to do a ton of stuff to it. No, well, those may look a little. I mean, the GameCube games smooth out pretty well too, so they could they could smooth it out and put it on there, and so I think a lot of people would buy it. The winner right here, Adrian says, "I'm willing to buy Thousand Year Door for sixty bucks." Look at that. Oof! There you go. There you go. See, <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is a bigger game. Like I think you get a lot out of it. So. Oh, I dropped sixty on it. I know. I mean, I would. I know maybe other people, but I know I would because it, it, think, it does give you that content. The bigger question would be: Would Game Informer give it a seven again because they didn't think the base reading the magazine would like the game? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They gave that game a seven out of ten. I think it might have been a seven point five, and their reasoning was they didn't think the like customers going to GameStop and at that time and who read the magazine were going to like like the game, so they gave it a lower score. I'm gonna have to look this up because I am I am not happy with that. Let me see. Mario Thousand Year Door. Uh, let me see. Let me see what what they have here. Uh, that would be on. There uh, we go. Metacritic should be on Metacritic, right? I know it has. A, it has an 87 on Metacritic. How does how did it get a seven? Okay. Let's see. Game Informer gave it a 68. Uh, it's even worse than I thought. Oh my gosh. But yeah, they they rated it down because they didn't think 
the Duh. audience reading it was going to care about the game so they were what? they like just deducted points because that Duh. was like during their weird time where they were basically just like the marketing magazine of gamestop the art and combat are killed in their tracks by the game's downright shameful dialogue <laughs> what does Who, that even mean on that one what does that even mean who was the reviewer? It doesn't matter. He's dead. It doesn't. It doesn't say anything. It just. It just. It just points to the. It tells me the page number. Somebody find November two thousand and four and go to page one fifty eight. Game Informer. <laughs> that is. That is. That's. That's atrocious. Like. <laughs> like that's absolutely atrocious. I'm How could you say that? Like, yeah, I found I out a line. The reviewer. No, wait. What the? Why did it link me to that? November two thousand and four, page one fifty eight. <laughs> that's that's. that's oh, they're I, saying it was a six point five, Nate. That's. Welcome to uh, Mr. Poopy Pants, who's a new member. Thanks for remembering up. Appreciate <laughs> it. Shout yes. out to Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> Get some hype for Mr. Poopy Pants in chat. I am, I am, I want to see the bullet points at the bottom of that that whole thing. Because you know they do the bullet points. I want to see what the what the negatives were for that whole thing. That is that is something else. Six point five on thousand year door. Wow. This, yeah, this is the comment they made. They said oh. whoever reviewed it, let me see if it has the name on it. No. Oh, it's Jeremy. I don't know which jeremy all right jeremy all right. they said lisa and i both knew that our paper mario scores were going to cause controversy mm -hmm. yes we know that many people out there will love it we also know that it is a well-made game however it also will not appeal to many people i would safely say that there are more people who will dislike it than like it why like we said in the review it's a very kiddie game its target audience is clearly young gamers mm -hmm. i would say 10 and under for that reason we had to score it low remember we aren't scoring games strictly on our personal opinions we are scoring them based on how much we think gaming public will like them. We've all played games that we personally disliked and scored them well because we've known that most people will like them. And we've what also scored fuck? games low that we love because most people won't enjoy them. What? That's horrible. That goes against the whole point of a review. What's the whole point of a review? It was Jeremy Zoss. He reviewed it back then. I'm looking this guy up and I'm talking. Oh, man. That's where OJ finds out he's living in his town. I'll post the link to this post in in the chat in our little chat over here, so you guys can personally interview this guy. Oh man, that's something else. All right. Well, I remember when they gave that reason, people were like, "So when Game Informer gives it like a nine, it's because they think everyone else is gonna like it, even though the reviewer hates it." Like, what, <laughs> the hell? what are you what are you reviewing? Like, yeah, I think that guy's gonna like it ten. Like, you no, know, the game's terrible. There was, a, oh there was a company that did that, but they did it in a way that it factored in, and it was called, I think it was, was it Game Revolution? I forgot, mm. I, or was it Game Inform? Like, they call it, like, a score called, like, Tilt. And basically, the tilt was how much does that person personally like the game more to where maybe other people won't think the same thing, but they'll think that they think it's really awesome. But they didn't do it in the way that this guy did it. Like yeah, this, I, this guy opinion, did it more as a prediction than a review. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he played it with like, well, I think everyone else is gonna hate this game. So I, uh, I six point seven five. You gotta I take your lashes, man. I I, I get hit. I'm... <laughs> All right, yeah. you know, You're, just you me. And your, you and your hate of Dead by Daylight. No, man, it's hate of Crash Team Racing. <laughs> I caught it pretty hard on on Dead by Daylight too, oh, because man. of the because 
because some of the cosmetic microtransactions you can actually get by playing the game for like 40 hours to unlock a hat. A single item for a single character. That's what people were hung up about. Yeah, but it's doable, uh, right? It's doable. <laughs> if you got that sort of time, man. Oh, man. Uh, he did print another letter where she said, Paper Mario 2 would have gotten a much higher score, like a 9 or a 10, if we scored based on what people wanted to hear. What? <laughs> but wait, didn't he just say that that's how they scored? It was like the worst review they ever printed, and they didn't know how to handle the backlash because it like, oh, what do we say now? Wow. Okay, that's something. Hey, maybe they'll get a second chance. You know, you never know. You never know. And that is your history lesson for the day. Apparently, well, I mean, man, GameStop got a second chance, right? Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. So, I think oh yeah, the that's first right. Time. And then they added the funky mode, so it was easier to play through. And they got like a nine. Nine out of ten the second time, baby. <laughs> I remember that. So there you go, man. All you need is funky mode. We need, we need a funky mode for Thousand Year Door. A super funky mode makes it harder instead. Dark Souls mode. Go. Never mind. Dark Souls mode. Uh, let me go through some of these super chats here. We have uh, Patrick saying, I'm very excited for the Shovel Knight King of Cards expansion in December. Will the new campaign and showdown mode push a lot of sales of Shovel Knight Treasure Trove? Hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think, Sean? Hit us with it, Sean. Maybe? Like, They're uh, excited for Shovel Knight King of Cards expansion in December. Will the new campaign and showdown mode push a lot of sales of Shovel Knight Treasure Trove? I feel like Shovel Knight's peak uh, is long gone, in my oh. personal opinion. I feel like people bought Treasure Trove already in anticipation of all the expansions. Uh-huh. So it probably is not going to push a bunch of new sales. I think... The expansion as a standalone will sell pretty well just as its own thing for people of is gonna be who fun. never really maybe play the original Shovel Knight and now uh -huh. this new release is going to come out. They'll be like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, it's interesting that they talked about moving on from Shovel Knight, too. It's about time. I mean, they've been Shovel on it for Knight. what? Like, yeah. It's been a while. I mean, I've played King of Cards demo. I played an old demo like two years ago. I played the recent one earlier It this does year. feel it's like really that. good. Yeah. I mean, King of Cards expansion is going to be really cool, um, but it does feel like we've been waiting for it for a while. But eh, well, I mean, have. yeah, that's going to be I mean, it, 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 you said it was good, so I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to yeah, it. The levels I played were really good earlier in the year. Oh, here we go. Sean, ready? Brad says thoughts on Sonic and Banana Blitz HD. <laughs> you know, I actually looked up because I, I hadn't heard that. I, I must have completely missed that. Um, there's not really a whole hell of a lot of information on it. It's just based on um, two achievements. Yes. Way past cool, clear stage of Sonic, and change the costumes of all characters of Sonic. Like, that's cool to me. I mean, are they going to include a Sonic-esque level? Now, that's the thing, though. We think about it this way. They've waited this long and haven't revealed it. That could be like a hidden thing in the game that just happened to get out. Oh, could yeah. be. I mean, there could be yeah. some more hidden stuff in there. I mean, I'm a, I, I, think, I think this game is going to be good because the reason it wasn't good was because of the Wii motion controls mm. and now they've gotten rid of that problem so yep. Sean, that, Sean that Knights character could be in here. well stop it. I mean that's one <laughs> this could the be problems. the AAA Knights. that was the biggest problem <laughs> no, it, that was also, stage design stage design was also a problem because that's when they started getting crazy like the jump button kind of ruined monkey ball a little bit and they added so many rails that it removed the challenge they should have HD Super monkey ball one and two those are perfection. I feel that you're not wrong on that, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Banana Blitz also is a game that 
deserves a chance to shine. I would like to see them do a whole collection. I, I would like to see a AAA Knights Go to hell! It's coming! If I have to buy a damn... I'm buying Alpha Dream, and Alpha Dream is going to make my... And it's going to be on the 3DS. It's going to be on the Atari VCS exclusive. Oh, Only through the streaming service. <laughs> That's your big out, Sean. Just say whatever you're going to make is going to be on the VCS, and you never have to worry about it happening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny that's funny uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of move past this part kind of quick uh this is from ethan r saying because last time it went more south than i thought it would and i was confused for a bit uh saying so ethan r says <laughs> nate the hate bit block rant then said again sorry can nate the hate give a bit block rant please oh, God. Uh, so i figure uh... we can you could you could save that for your Nate the Hate channel. There you go. That, I don't know if you've done anything that needs a rant. I don't oh, pay attention go. to him. So that, that kid is hilarious, by the there way. There you go. Like he's actually he's really funny. Who? Uh, Ethan. Ethan. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he's oh, actually like, talking in my, about in my I think he like, was like, referring. I think he was referring to your last one you did, your old one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know what he does anymore, so I can't there rant about him. There you go uh glorious war says expect more exclusive deals under the jim ryan era i can see him trying to uh throw some weight around in the in the console console generation next uh next time so i wouldn't be surprised if he did some stuff I and mean, we saw what call of duty try that one year thing and now they're like apparently backtracking a little bit on it uh mr sensitive says playstation now has over 800 games there you go. See, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, that library. Eight hundred games. Uh, Glorious War says Sony will never go day and date with PS Now first games. See, we we say that now, but I mean, we kind of we kind of figured that with Microsoft for a while with Game Pass, but they did it. Yeah, you never so. know. They could. They could if, if the digital revenue starts getting a lot more. Yeah, like if all of a sudden they have millions of uh, subscribers and they're like, yeah. wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> bringing in some big money here. We can literally fund an entire game straight up multiple times over with just the revenue from PlayStation Now. So why not throw some first parties on there and sell more subs? Um, Alcatraz says, what do you th what do you guys think is the possibility of PSP games being playable on PS5 in place of the PS3 backwards compatibility? I would actually like that. That would be cool if they did that. It'd be cool, but I don't think it's going to happen. Nah, I mean, yeah. I'm, hmm. I mean, it definitely has a better chance than PS3 games because they're never going to even try that to be, emulate Cell. That would be really, really cool if they did that, though. That would be that'd be interesting. Well, you um, can finally play Crisis Core again. Yeah, I really want to play that game again, and I don't want to play it on a PSP. Uh, I mean, you can play it on emulators and stuff. But I want to play it like I want to play it on like a like a PlayStation Five or something. There you go. Let's go with that. Um, you could emulate it though. That's such a good game. Uh, Luis Garcia says, thoughts on Reggie fils inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I retweeted a message. She was cool. just inducted. It's cool. It's just right? happened. Yeah, this just yeah. happened. I was going to say, I didn't even see it yet. This just happened. Yeah, it just happened. Um, Triforce hooked him up with some nice words, too. So, yeah, it was great. It's good to see that Reggie. Reggie's a guy that, you know, he did he did really good. He made his mark. In a, in a, I mean, compared to other people in a relatively short amount of time compared to like other guys right 15 years really in the gaming industry because that's that's really all it was and bam so pretty good that is, that is really cool yeah i just saw that yeah look at that two hours ago a couple hours ago actually he's tweeted that out at uh seven seven o'clock yeah wow 
Oh, that's neat. I'll look into that more and maybe throw it in a video at some point talking about it, but interesting stuff. Uh, Luis says the world ends with you should get on DS or switch. Oh, should you get it on the DS or the switch? I can oh. It's like it's on those. D- yeah, I would say. DS. I mean, DS is the best way to play it. Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless you're gonna play Switch Port, I can help. You know, if you're gonna play handheld most of the time, then I'd say yeah, you just go with the Switch version if you're gonna play handheld. But I mean, yeah, DS you... has the the touch, the stylus. I mean, DS version's cool. They patched it on the Switch, right? Didn't they add or change the controls? I haven't checked it in a while. I it's haven't still, checked, it's, but is the this controls. Still 50? With the no, TV mo- you can get it on sale at GameStop for thirty bucks. Uh, the pre-owned. controls on on the Switch are and docked mode are just atrocious. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing short of atrocious for the guy. I have no idea what was going on with those controls. Um, it just depends on, on the the DS version. You have to remember with the world ends with you. You have to be constantly like you're going back and forth between, between the, the screens. screens. Yeah, like you're like you're looking back and forth. Whereas the Switch version is the same as the uh, the mobile version of the game, where it's just on. It's just on one screen and you see them both fighting. So keep that in mind too. Like the DS version, you are going back and forth. And it, it, it can get a little annoying. I mean, on the DS, but it's still a fun game regardless. Uh, this is from Juice Man Vaughn saying Game Informer had this weird period of hating of of hating Nintendo uh, during that time or hating That's on true. Nintendo during that time. Is they it? Yeah. Really, okay. They were really harsh on Nintendo during the GameCube era for just really no explainable reason. Except for that weird review, of, I guess they didn't think people thought GameCube games were good, so they gave them bad scores. Well, they weren't really reviewing the game on what they thought. They were reviewing the game on the channel. <laughs> yes, they were reviewing they, it based on what the public, they thought the public would think it was. Yeah, they're... Yeah. <laughs> That's so strange. Oh, uh, man. It was pretty uh, popular to hate on Nintendo at that at that time period because of the Xbox and online and all that, and game, Nintendo wasn't doing all that, so... That could have been some of the reason, too. I don't know. Uh, okay, I guess that is everything here for the, the podcast tonight. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Let me go around here. Uh, Sean, where can they find you, man? You can find me on RGT85. We are still doing a Switch Lite giveaway. Um, I put a link to that video in the chat. Very easy to enter. Multiple entries are allowed with various forms of media. Um, we recently looked at a preview of 2020 for the Nintendo Switch with the games we know about, the games I think could come, how the impacts of um, the PlayStation 5, Xbox One successor, and Google Stadia will impact the Switch in the year. Will it have any sort of negative impact? So pretty long video, but I enjoyed making it. Um, this week we're going to have – I'm finally going to get around to that finishing that Super Game Boy video. It might actually be tomorrow. Ooh. And then I guess I will have a, um arcade one-up cab here very soon, and then whatever else I feel like filming, I'll film. That's going to be cool to see that one-up cap, uh, cabinet. I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, the, when this hat came, I forgot that I bought it, and FedEx uh, pulled up, and I like saw the truck, from, and I was just walking by, and then they rang my bell, and I got so excited. I was like, yes, one of my cabs is here, and then I opened it, and it was a little box. With <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, what about uh, OJ? Where can they find you, man? Yeah, you can find me right here on YouTube and also on Twitter, Player Essence. Got some really cool stuff coming up for the channel here, guys. Uh, we're really kind of going out, uh, kind of going all in on live streaming a lot. So if you're into daily live streams, we do OJ Live every single day. So you come hang out, talk about Nintendo and all sorts of stuff. Do a lot of RPG content as well. Got another Dragon Quest video coming up. Got a comparison with Nino Kuni coming up. 
uh got some other stuff that i'm working on as well got a new show returning to the oj uh to the oj live streaming type of stuff so yeah a lot of exciting stuff coming up on this week so make sure you check it out dragon quest videos coming very soon though working on nice that. uh there were a couple stream lab donations that came in uh real quick that uh, one i missed the other one just came in actually uh one is from retro gaming man cave and this is an interesting question real quick what would you say is the biggest motivation for you guys to do what you do the thought Ooh. of poverty yeah. <laughs> uh, put some food on the table yeah. Yeah. i would i i would say the fact that the hobby intertwines with the uh quote-unquote work uh is, is a good motivation so like i am i'm excited to get luigi's mansion play it i'm motivated to play it and then i'm motivated to talk about it uh because if even if i have a terrible time with it it'll be interesting to explain why yeah i mean it's at the end of the day it's video game so it's like you know if it's something that you actually enjoy you know it, it makes it a lot more worthwhile like you consider work it's like work is like oh i have to play this game it's like i mean that's that's a blessing like fuck like that's that's every little kid's dream so yeah yeah I, i'm a communication and kinesiology major and you did a lot of talking to people so i think for me live streaming works really cool because i just get to sit there and talk to you guys for two three hours or whatever so it really fits in with what i like to do even though it's not necessarily in 100 percent of my field it kind of is so it's just fun I, I get motivated every time some people ask me how long you know you're doing streaming every single day like how can you talk to people for three hours i'm like that's all I did in college was sit there and talk to people, talk to kids doing kinesiology, teaching, you know, physically, you know, just talk to talking to people in class, you know, whether it's talking to, you know, football players or interviewing or do whatever the case is. So it just it just kind of all fits in. And I love video gaming. So it just goes hand in hand. There you go. There you go. Oh, and then uh, oh, Cosmic Creeper says uh, great stream, fellas. Thanks, Cosmic Creeper. And uh, Nate, what about you? Where can they find you, man? You can find me on Twitter at DirectFeedGames. There is a link to my YouTube channel in my Twitter profile. Next week, I will have some gameplay footage of Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Burger Time Party, because that's coming out next week, and I don't think anyone knows that, probably because no one's even heard of it. And I will have a Ghostbusters Switch versus Xbox 360 comparison up tomorrow. So if you want to see how this new remastered version compares to the original release, you'll see some of the texture, lighting, and performance improvements that the new release has on the Switch over the original games. And, uh, oh, Matthew Dominguez says, uh, favorite tacos, boys? Chicken. Carne asada and chicken kind of mixed together. Cilantro. Yeah, chicken. Sauce. Okay, okay. Uh, and then... Uh, oh, no, good fish taco. Sometimes that's... Also, I, I, I sometimes I want a good fish taco. Then uh, Evan, what about you? Follow me on Twitter, Kimrix Project. Posting up when I'm doing things. Uh, I'm trying to stick to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule on my Twitch. Uh, it's going to be mostly art this week again. Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter for any of that information. Okay, that'll work. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I appreciate it. We'll be back next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, to talk more video games and uh, I guess whatever Sean is eating from the deli that week so we'll see you guys then